serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for kickoff, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Hallsville Indians. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Round two of district playoff football. It's just about time to get things going as Hallsville has traveled to Centralia to match up with the Panthers for the second time this season. This time with so much more on the line, it is win or go home. There is legitimately no tomorrow for one of these teams. Happy Friday night, everyone. Welcome to November. Welcome to playoff football. We're about an hour earlier than we expected when we woke up this morning, but due to some uh, potential inclement weather, going to get things going a little bit earlier and what more can you ask for than a chance for Hallsville to get onto the next round and potentially face either Bowling Green and Clark County? But it's going to start with having to beat a very good Centralia team here tonight on the road. Yeah, uh, Ben, when you started off the program by saying welcome to round two, I thought you were going to say welcome to round two of Centralia and Hallsville because, like you said earlier, this is the second matchup between these two teams. Um, these two teams met up, what, week two of this season? Centralia came up victorious, 26-20. to 20. Uh, Hallsville came back late, tied it up in that game, and it was around four minutes left, and I think we both looked at each other and said, oh, no, they gave them too much time. Yeah, no, it's I totally exactly what happened. I mean, Hallsville had this fantastic drive, and looking back at that game, you and I were both here, as you and me, not you, me and Justin, and Hallsville came out the gates quickly. They jumped out to a two-touchdown lead, and then the offense got dormant for essentially the next three quarters, and then mid to late fourth quarter, Colt Nichols leads the offense on this fantastic drive going nearly the length of the field to tie the game at 20, and then like you said, still four minutes on the clock, and Centralia used about three and a half of that to go and punch in the game winning touchdown and win that one 26-20, but none of that matters now. It's yep. essentially 0-0, winner goes on. That's why you play the games. Exactly, so we'll have that for you tonight. I'm Ben Schmidt alongside me, campaign on the Show Me Sports Network as it's been all season long in the network's first season covering Hallsville. It's been such a joy for us, and hopefully that continues in the next week. 
but we got to talk one of the big storylines for tonight is in about 20-ish minutes 25 minutes when Hallsville takes the field for the first time will it be Braden Matheny or Colton Nichols at quarterback we talked about that with coach Connors a little bit in the pregame that you're going to hear in just a moment but we still don't even know who it's going to be taking yeah. the first series and I think that's it, it, there's optimism because I think both quarterbacks are, are really good are, are really good at this system, but at the same point in time, a little bit of uneasiness. You don't know what you're going to get depending on who goes out there. I mean, it, like you said, uh, it's going to be a very big role play factor. Who's the starting quarterback for this team? Um, obviously, Nichols, you would assume, gives the best chance to win. He's had the more experience, and it's not an easy start having, what, your third start at a playoff game. Uh, but it's something me and you talk about in a way here, depending on what Colton Nichols would look like in warm-ups, whether he was dressed or not, whether he was throwing, it would kind of indicate who would maybe be starting this game. Well, we saw in warm-ups both Nichols and Matheny in full pads throwing warm-up passes, and I think, too, potential weather because we're looking at the radar within the next hour or so, we could really see some rain, and that tends to mean more than run-heavy football, and who knows who gets the, yeah. gets the playing time at QB if that were to happen because... Uh, we know how good an athlete Colton Nichols. I think Matheny, he offers a lot as a pocket passer, and we've seen that in these past weeks, especially against California where he had some shots down the field. But it's going to be very interesting to see how this game unfolds. Any other big storylines you think to look at this one? Harrison Fowler, once again, has yep. record-breaking territory on his mind. Uh, I mean, what, he broke a rush yard uh, record last week. That's pretty insane to think think about. I mean, it was very much probably the mindset of what the Titans did to the Texans. They said, well, we're just going to run the ball 50 times, and you won't stop it. So... Well, Harrison Fowler with three rushing touchdowns tonight could tie the school record for he could break the touchdown record, although not what Coach Connors and the rest of the staff is thinking about. They want to win, and we're going to ask him a little bit about that mindset for this matchup. Round two between Hallsville and Centralia. Hear from the head coach of the Indians when we return on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show in just a moment. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Welcome back, everyone, to the Show Me Sports Network pregame show under for tonight's game against Centralia on the road in the playoffs. I want to welcome on, as usual, the head coach of your Hallsville Indians, Justin Kiner's coach. How you doing? Doing really well and excited to be back in this position to uh, have an opportunity to play Centralia again. So I think the question I wanted to start with is let's start with the status of your team's quarterback position this week. What is that looking like with both the guy who started the last two games, Brady Matheny, and then your starter for the previous games, Colton Nichols, who is dealing with the injury? What's that spot look like before tonight's game? Uh, it's literally going to be a game time decision. Uh, and with that being said, there's an opportunity that Colton could start and there's an opportunity that uh, Colton could play, you know, some sparingly reps for us tonight. And there's also an opportunity that he may not go at all. He's looked really good in practice this week. Uh, he's thrown the ball extremely well. And, uh, you know, big thing for us is just worrying about can he withstand, you know, in, in the run game tonight and be able to lower his shoulder and, and be tackled time and time again. So I was going to kind of take this in one way or the other, but I'll kind of ask you both then. With your two different quarterbacks, depending on who goes, 
looking at it from Athene, how do you continue working on and building on what he's done in his two starts? And then if it's Nichols, how do you work on incorporating him back in the offense since it's been three weeks since he's seen live action football? Yeah, number one, we'll start with Athene and what he's done so well for us is he's done a great job of managing the football games and the football games he's been in and, and not doing too much, doing exactly what we're asking him to do. And he's gotten continuously better in the play action pass game for us and, and does a great job of really stretching the field vertically with his arm and his ability to, to make great leads. And then, you know, if Colton's back in the game for us, it really gives you that great one-two punch with him and Harrison Fowler in the backfield and the opportunity to kind of have a two-headed, you know, running attack back there that creates some problems for defenses. And I think, you know, the, the plus for Colton being back there is he's electric in the run game. I'm not saying that he, he can't throw the football, but it is his throwing shoulder that got dinged up. And, um, you know, for us, just being able to make sure that we try to protect that as much as we can for him. So talking about your team now a little bit as a whole, how have you guys reacted coming off the high of a 38 nothing win in a playoff game last week against Palmyra? You know, throughout the course of the season, you, you know, you've covered us all year. Everybody following us, you kind of know where we've had our ups and we've had our downs. We've balanced, you know, battled tons of injuries this year. We've had many different starting lineups all over the place this year. Um, you know, a lot of different guys. And, and the big thing is those guys really stepping into, into key roles for us. But coming off of last week, victory, what really has happened for us is instead of us saying, hey, we're approaching right now, we every week that we're 0-0. Zero zero. Right now it's win or go home. So for us, we're 1-0. And that 1-0 built confidence in our defense last week to show that we can play fast, we can play physical, and we can get better within a week's time with some really good, solid coaching. And that's what happened. You know, I think I told you earlier in the week is all hands on deck this week with uh, with defense, and that's what happened versus Palmyra. And having more eyes to help out and more opinions and more advice uh, with our game plan, you know, during the course of the week, it really showed that we can be a good defensive football team when we dial in and, and like I said, all hands on deck. And I want to continue that talking about your defense. A large part of last week was the pressure that you guys were able to bring, both when Palmyra dropped back to pass, even when they ran the ball. I mean, it felt like there were two defenders in the backfield every time one of the running backs was getting a carry. So do you expect to continue to dial up the pressure this week, or do we maybe see some slight adjustments game plan-wise? There's going to be some slight adjustments just because we're not seeing the exact same style of offense, obviously, that Palmyra ran. A lot of split back here from them, and so we had to be dialed in on option responsibility. You're going to get Bennett's in the quarter, you know, the quarterback being in the gun, and we're going to get a lot of gap scheme. We're going to get a lot of power. We're going to get a lot of quarterback counters. Um, and so for us, in some, some, some zone, so for us, we're going to have to be smart when we do dial up those blitzes. And it's really going to be about being gap sound tonight, you know. So we're going to be a little bit different schematically in how we align. We won't have as many guys up pressuring the line of scrimmage like we did last week. We've got to kind of back some guys up just so that we can have better angles to make sure that we're able to uh, get after Wilkerson tonight. So it's obviously been a very long time since you last saw the Centralia team, about two-ish months since when you guys met in week two and lost that game 26-20. But what are some of the things that you're still taking away from that matchup to, to either try and continue to do or learn from and change to try and grab a win here? Well, first and foremost, let's talk about being in that football game, not only not having Harrison Fowler, but not having our backup, Abe Elfanish. He was out with an ankle injury. Um, and then going with two guys that had never played running back in a varsity football game and never had a carry, obviously. And so that right there, seven Harrison back in the backfield, gives you a lot of confidence going into this football game, especially with the way that our offensive line has been playing 
uh, this season. I mean, throughout the course. And, you know, having Cooper Rhodes back at right tackle again for us has really given us the ability to have more depth on the defensive line as well. But some good things that you took away from the game was, you know, when Colton was in the game, uh, he was the fastest kid on the football field. And I'll argue that with anybody. He was able to really make some some chain game-changing moments for us uh, early on with the speed option play. And we jump up 12 nothing, but then I felt like we really became flat and we didn't find ourselves again offensively until the second half. And so some of the good things you take away are the gap scheme stuff that we did uh, and how we were able to kind of give them some fits with some of the run game stuff with our quarterback. And then obviously whenever you look at defensively, we did not stop them on that last drive. You know, games 20 to 20, we have an opportunity to try to get a defensive stop, at least force overtime, and we didn't have the ability to do that. And so we have to be better uh, tonight than what we were in week two versus them defensively. So switching it kind of a little bit, still talking about the matchup against Centralia. Coach Connors here joining us on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. Looking at Centralia's season as a whole, you guys were one of just two teams to put up 20-plus points on them. So how do you guys take a challenge of trying to score on what is a pretty good defense in stride and build off that tonight? I'll tell you what, outside of Blair Oaks, uh, probably the, the most physical and best tackling football team that we've seen all year. The guys fly to the football. And so for us, it's going to be getting a hat on a hat, making sure that we're finishing blocks and staying on blocks and not just getting people covered up and kind of let them scrape around us, but making sure our wide receivers know exactly who they're blocking, how they're getting to it, what their angle is, because their outside linebackers do a tremendous job of triggering and tackling, and as does everybody on the field. And so they're going to try to give themselves numbers defensively to not be minus numbers versus us in, in our offensive formations. And so we have to make sure that we're seeing those things, we're communicating those things, and we're flat getting after those guys up front. That's going to be the difference in the ballgame tonight is can we make sure in the trenches that we keep guys covered up all night long? And this kind of goes off of that. What's what's going to result of winning in the trenches? And you mentioned his name when talking about not having him in the week two matchup. But Harrison Fowler continues to be a workhorse. What are you looking at in terms of his workload tonight? A night where winning most important, but he also has a chance to 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 hit another record in the touchdown department. Yeah, you know, last week we talked about it post game. He set a milestone of the single and career season uh, rushing records for him, and he's three away from tying the touchdown record and obviously four away from breaking it. And so for us, he's really been coming on as of late. He's had a 300-plus yard game. He rushed for 256 yards and three touchdowns last week. He's been doing a tremendous job for us. And the thing I love about it is we're not trying to break the records. I don't even have the record in mind when giving him the football. We just have continued to, to give him a bunch of carries down the stretch here because that's who we've been leaning on. We were Colton out. We've had to make sure that we, we manage the football game like I spoke about earlier how else do you manage the game but to, to give the ball to 41 back there and let him do his thing? You know, he goes, like I said, he goes for 42 carries uh, versus California. Then he turns around and carries the ball 32 times last week versus Palmyra. So he, everybody knows, everybody in the stadium knows he's going to be getting the football. And we just have to understand that we got to do our job blocking up front. We've got to let Harrison do the rest. All right, a couple more questions before I let you go here. As you've gotten more and more experience as a coach, Looking at this matchup, once again, just like last week, a team you've already played, do you think it's more of an advantage or a disadvantage to play a team twice in a season as opposed to someone new? Mm. I, I do not like it. I do not like playing a team twice, especially, uh, you know, we were in a reverse situation that Centralia was in last year. You know, we had beat them pretty good in, in week two, and they came in and they were a much improved football team. 
in that week, same spot in, in the district semifinal in that week 11. So, uh, you know, we're hoping that we're going to be able to give them the same type of fits that they gave us last year. You know, they came in and I mean, they were ready to play and they gave us everything we could handle last year. We were barely able to sneak out a win with a 38 to 36, you know, victory there right at the end of the football game. And, you know, similar, I'm hoping for us tonight is that we are going to be a much better football team than what they saw in week two. But then the same thing goes is they've continued, especially when you watch the film, to get better week in and week out. So it's going to have to be a great football game played by both sides tonight. And to answer that question, I don't like playing people twice, but here we are back-to-back weeks of week 10s and 11, uh, you know, obviously seeing the same opponents. And a question about your offensive line, who we talk a fair amount about, but it's not every week where I'm asking you about a question about them specifically. You talk about winning in the trenches and how important that is. Do they take the, the – it seems like they do. They take the the willingness to do that in stride and really want to go out, go out there and, and play well at that part of the field? Man, this is honestly – the group of five guys that we have up front is as far as – their ability, one, to get it done, but two, how bought in they are and how great uh, of a job my offensive line coach Mike Morris does with those guys. And just the unity that has been built in the brotherhood that is built with this five is pretty special. And, you know, the sad thing for a coach like is they're all five seniors. I mean, how hard is it to replace, I mean, all five guys next year? And these are guys that we've had for four straight years. And so this is uh, this group has meant a lot to us. They've meant a lot to our success of our program over the past four years. And and they're going to go in and all continue to do great things in life. But I, I keep trying to tell them right now, cherish these moments because in the trenches is where it all begins. And if we don't get it done there, we're not going to win football games. And they seem to rise to the challenge week in and week out. No matter who we go out and play, we're able to keep the football, we're able to manufacture some points. And it's it all starts, like I said, up front with those five. All right, Coach. Well, before I let you go, any final comments, anything that's on your mind that you want to get out? You know, as, as much as I don't enjoy playing the same team twice, I mean, what better situation can both ball clubs be in than a rival game like this eight miles away like we talked about in week two here, and the crowd is going to be huge tonight. There's going to be a ton of support out here. It should be a great high school football environment, just like we all are excited to play in every Friday night. So, you know, I want to thank our fans for showing up tonight, and I know it's going to be a great football game and really excited to get this thing rocking and rolling here. All right, Coach. Well, as always, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us here on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. Best of luck tonight, and we'll be back to wrap things up and get you ready for kickoff in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Back on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. Just to wrap things up, Hallsville has just came out onto the field. They're standing on the sideline, getting ready for coin toss, and we're just about ready to bring you some football here in this round two of district playoff play. Hallsville and Centralia, the Panthers in the inning, is just a few minutes away from kicking things off. 
and we'll see who takes the field first after this coin toss, depending on when Sinchele comes out onto the field. Cam, any final thoughts for this pregame before we get ready for some more playoff football? I mean, if the weather starts hammering down here today, we're definitely going to see old school football. Something I'm a fan of, I know you're not so much of, Ben. Well, I, I, I certainly like to push the ball down the field quickly, and uh, we'll, we'll see what, depending on uh, depending on uh, who's playing at quarterback and what the weather looks like, how that offense is really going to go and what the play calls are going to look like. But uh, it should be very interesting nonetheless. But that's just about us for uh, it for us on the pregame show. We're just over five minutes till kickoff. We're going to send it to one quick break and then be back to get things rolling on the Show Me Sports Network. Hallsville and Centralia coming up. Kickoff is next. You've been listening to the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The excitement is building in the stands and the tension is rising on the sideline as kickoff is just around the corner. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as we'll be back with kickoff right after these messages. This has been the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! It's time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for the Indians radio network, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by... Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth for kickoff. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Here we go. The captains have taken the field. 
And in just a few minutes, we will be ready to go for some playoff football. Hallsville defeated Palmyra last week 38 to nothing to move on to this game. And now they get a familiar foe in the Centralia Panthers, a team they lost to in week two, 26 to 20, and some revenge on the mind of the Hallsville Indians tonight. Once again, happy Friday, everyone. We have turned the calendar to November. We're going to be turning the clocks here in a couple days. I'm Ben Schmidt alongside me, campaign. Hopefully this is not where the train ends for Hallsville. It's going to take a good brain of football tonight, though, and we don't even know who's going to be taking the field at quarterback first. I mean, we were looking at it right before the Centralia Panthers made their entrance. It looked like Matheny was warming up, so maybe they may roll with him. Maybe we still don't know, so it's hard to say who's going to be starting quarterback. Correct. You heard Coach Conyers talk about it in the pregame show, it going to be a game-time decision, and if the coin toss was just made, did not see who won it, but we'll know in just a moment. I see both Cole Nichols and Brandy Matheny over there on the sideline, both in pads, both helmet on. But it, just a moment ago, like you said, it was Matheny the one doing yeah. the throwing on the sideline. There was two receivers. It wasn't a throw between two quarterbacks. It was a throw from Matheny to the wide receiver Aiden Lampkin. So we'll just have to see. We'll find out in a moment uh, who's going to be taking the field. And it looks like it is going to be Hallsville first. And Trey will kick this away. Yeah. So here we go. A good opportunity for the Indians to get some positive momentum starting on offense. Yeah, I mean, uh. They're going to need some positive momentum. They lost here in Centralia earlier this year. They don't want to do that again because this time, if you lose, you do go home. But one thing to note, uh, we've seen both quarterbacks warm up. Maybe it's the old adage of, hey, you got two quarterbacks? That's fine. Have run a two-quarterback system. That's what Steve, Fur Steve Spurrier did at Florida for so many years ago. But So kick is placed down. The clock is just about to strike triple zeros, and then we'll be ready for some football. Hallsville wearing their road white uniforms with the black pants, and Centralia wearing all black. Black jersey, black pants, black socks, black cleats. So we'll see who's victorious. And moving on to the next round, winner of this will face the winner of Bowling Green or Clark County this time next week. And if Hallsville is the one victorious, we will have that coverage for you. Having to travel a little bit. And Glad we do that if it means a Hallsville win here tonight. The Hallsville fans have showed out on the other sideline, and here's the kick. It's boomed away, and we are underway for some district football. Arbison back to receive the kick, catches it just inside his 0-10 angles near sideline across the 20 before he's brought down at about the 22-23 yard line. And here comes the Hallsville offense, and it looks like they'll be led by Braden Matheny. Gets the start, his third start yeah. of the season here tonight. Third start of the season is going to be a tough one in the playoffs. Um... Like I said, a sophomore, young quarterback. And one thing you said, Ben, when we were driving over here is that he looked, he had some nice passes in his California. So there's something to look at here. So breaking the huddle now is this Hallsville offense. They start from their own 23-yard line. It'll be first down and 10. Matheny comes up to the line of scrimmage, giving out singles. Now goes into the pistol formation. Harrison Fowler right behind him. Two wide receivers in on the play. Here's a snap. Give to Fowler off the right side. He's hit in the backfield, and he's not going to get much. May have even lost the yard as a couple of different defenders there for Centralia came flying in. Jesse Shin in one of them, and that's going to be just a very short gain. Actually gaining nothing. It's second and 10 for Hallsville. Well, Matheny in as quarterback, he doesn't have a lot of experience. Hallsville's going to want to establish the realm of Harrison Fowler, and Centralia knows that. So Hallsville and Centralia just underway district playoff game. Hallsville's second game after beating Palmyra last week. Matheny now has got the play like. Still plenty of time on the play clock. He's got 17 and counting. But in the pistol formation, he's going to take the snap. It's a play action. Now throw far side on. He's got Isaac Stinson makes the catch. But it's a short game on a nice tackle by Ethan Adams. The cornerback came right up. And as soon as Isaac Stinson caught that pass, he was dragged down. And it'll be gifts to gain a four, third, and six upcoming. One thing you know, you said, Ben, you told me that McFeeney threw the ball around four or five times last week against Palmyra. He's going to have to do a little bit more to beat Centralia tonight. 
And that's what the Hallsville offense is going to want to do, get the ball out of his hand quickly. So even though the senior cornerback for Centralia, Ethan Adams, gives up the completion, he does make the quick tackle, and it's going to take a third down conversion if Hallsville wants to avoid going three and out to start this football game. Adams, one of the cornerbacks for Centralia, does have an interception on the season. So here we go, third down and six on their own 27 for Hallsville. Snap the ball from the far side and give to Fowler, and he is met in the backfield. Braden Shelton came screaming through, and down goes Fowler. That's a loss of yards, and it'll take now a Hallsville punt at his fourth down. Centralia knew it was just run all the way, shot a gap, and just tackle for loss. Not a good start for the Hallsville's Hallsville offense. Well, Braden Shelton came into the game with three and a half tackles for a loss. You can make it now four and a half as he drags down Fowler for a loss of three yards, and the first drive does not go really anywhere for Hallsville. They pick up just one yard, and now Harrison Fowler will punt it away. He's got the snap. Boots it. It's a nice kick, and no one back to return for Centralia. It's going to take a roll into Centralia side of the field. It'll stop at their own 41, and after a three and out, decent starting field position now for the Panthers. Here comes their offense. So the punt was not a bad one by Harrison Fowler. We, through most of the season, saw Colton Nichols doing the punting. But now it's Fowler with Matheny in. And now we get the chance to see for the first time Colin Bennett, 11 touchdowns, 6 picks on the air. Hall's still going to have to generate some pressure against him tonight. So just two seconds under... 10-minute mark here in the first quarter. Here comes the Centralia offense for the first time. It's first town and 10. Wilkerson in the backfield. Going in motion is one receiver. Snap and give to Wilkerson off the right side. It's not going to pick up a whole lot as Garrison Ballard came in to make the tackle. A nice swarm there to the football and it looks to be just a gain of two on the first down run. Yeah, you can see these teams are filling out, having a feeling out process here at the beginning of the game. Nothing crazy. Both teams starting with run plays. Interesting to see what Centralia comes back here. Maybe to go play action. Similar to what Hallsville did. Try to get the father quarterback's hands quickly or maybe they try a deep shot just see what they do here so it's second down and eight from their own 43 yard line for centralia they've got bennett and wilkerson back there in the backfield and the wide receiver jack romine goes in motion it's another give to wilkerson and there comes larkin and knock him down in the backfield loss of three as the defensive end dj larkin brings down wilkerson that's going to be a loss of yards to bring up a third and ten whoever's blocking dj larkin did not do a good job he just got through in a hurry and just Oof, tackled a man in the backfield for a loss. We didn't see the very beginning, but it almost looked like he essentially had a free run there at Wilkerson, and he took advantage, and it's actually going to roll down. Nope, they changed it to third and ten, so it was just a loss of two yards for Wilkerson. He's had the first two carries. You now would expect pass here on third and ten from their own 41 for Centralia. Shotgun snap, Bennett's got it. He's going to throw the comeback around. Catches made. No, it's not. Garrison Ballard with a huge hit, and it's incomplete. What a slam to the ground by Garrison Ballard, and that's going to be three and out now for Centralia as well. Want to talk about taking someone's lunch money. Boy, he did get that receiver. <laughs> Just hit him. Ball popped out, caused the incompletion, but man, you want to talk about setting the tone early for defense? That's how you do it. We'll believe that was Matty Robinson who had the ball in his hands before Garrison Ballard just hit him hard and knocked the ball out, and it looks like fourth and ten, Centralia may go for it. Exactly where this drive started. They're in the shotgun. Now Bennett drops up. Now they're just going to punt it away. They do have Harbison back to receive. Punt is booted away, and it's a beauty. What a punt. And Harbison is just going to let it go over his head. It goes into the end zone. But I'll tell you what, Colton Bennett, Colin Bennett, excuse me, has a leg. It is a touchback, though. So here comes the Hallsville offense for the second time. I think an understatement on the leg. It looked like he just barely swung his leg, and he just traveled all the way to the end zone. <laughs> so both teams go three and out and punt on their first drive. We'll see if Hallsville can have some better success here after the three plays that they ran. They'll start from their own 20-yard line. 
Ben Schmidt campaign here on the Show Me Sports Network. We're just about three and a half minutes into this playoff game, and both teams have already touched the football, but not a whole lot. Centralia didn't even gain a yard on their first drive. Meanwhile, Hallsville gained just four. Interested to see what adjustments Hallsville makes here on their second drive of the game. They know. Out of the huddle, they've got two wide receivers. That's Seavers, actually three. They've got Seavers, Lampkins, and Isaac Stinson. And then meanwhile, the tight end, Xavier Stinson, is out in the pass formation as well. It's a give to Fowler, trying to bounce off the right side. Breaks one tackle, spins out of another, and gets up to about the 25. So it's going to be a nice run on first down, pick up about five yards, maybe even six, depending on where the spot is. Nice work there by Fowler to break a couple tackles. It's a nice little inside zone ready to get Fowler going. Gives him the option to take a cutback lane or just jump it to the outside. He was able to jump it in between the guard and the tackle that time, getting nice positive yards. So it's a gain of six yards on First down and 10, best gain of the day for the Hallsville offense. Granted, they've ran just four plays now after the three and out on their first drive. Second down and six, or second down and four, pardon me. Xavier Simpson goes in motion. Shotgun snap to Matheny. He's going to give to Fowler off the left side. Turns upfield. He breaks one tackle in the backfield. Now cuts back inside. He's backing his way near the first down, and he's either going to be right at that marker, and I think he got the first down. He needed four, and he may have got five thanks to some tough running there by Harrison Fowler to move the chains. Tough running, like you said, Ben. Centrelli did a good job of just setting that edge keeping Harrison Fowler from basically keeping his shoulders east and west. But he was able to get it back north and south and cut up with a strong run. So Hallsville so far, five plays, four of them carries to Harrison Fowler, who we told you in the pregame show needs three rushing touchdowns to tie the school's rushing touchdowns record. Here we go. First down to 10. It's another give to Fowler off the left sideline. He falls ahead up near about the 35-yard line. So it's going to be another nice run. Picks up four, maybe five on the play. And Hallsville, at least right now, content to move it in, in slower chunks, and they're doing just that on their second drive of the game. Hallsville's content with running the ball. They very much know they have a sophomore quarterback, and I mean, we have a back like Harrison Fowler with his big frame. He's six foot, 205, veteran leader on this team. Why not just use him and impose your will on this defense? Second down and about five to go, just over seven minutes to go in the first quarter. Another give to Fowler. He breaks one tackle. Isn't going to get much farther than that, though. He's going to get back to line of scrimmage before being brought down, and it's going to bring up third and five. Good swarm there by the defensive line of Centralia as Jack Romine makes the tackle on the play. So third down, and it's going to be five. Gaining nothing on the second down run. And Hallsville, who's only thrown the ball once, it was a completion to Isaac Stinson for just a gain of four yards. We'll see if they will throw the ball here on this third down. This is now the th second third down they face the game. Actually, they rule that Fowler lost the yard there on second and down. So it is third and six. Jumbo package for Hallsville. And the shotgun is the quarterback, Matheny. He takes a snap. It's going to be a fake. He's got time to throw. Throws near sideline. Receivers makes catch 40, 45. He's got the first down and gets up to about the 47. Landon Seavers, nice to meet you. That's his first catch and moves the chains for Hallsville. Seavers running the corner route. This is what Matheny brings to this offense. He plays really good up in the pocket. He stepped into the throw, dropped it over defender, dimed right into Seavers' hands, able to get a first down. So up to now the 47-yard line is Hallsville approaching midfield on their now their second drive of the game, working quickly before this next play. Seavers, Xavier Stinson, and Lampkins are all lined up near side, or excuse me, far side of the field. Meanwhile, Isaac Stinson is lined up closest to us. It's a pistol formation with the running back Fowler directly behind the quarterback Matheny. Xavier Stinson goes in motion from left to right, trying to block as they give to Fowler. He's running left side. He is going to break one tackle, but then it's swung down eventually. They finally get him down as Jesse Calbero is the first one there to meet Fowler, and he's going to lose a yard on the play, second and 11. The trailer was ready for the inside zone that time. They closed all the gaps, clogged the running lanes, and Harrison Fowler just couldn't get anything going. 
So Hallsville have been very content to run the football so far. They are burning it now a good amount of clock on this drive. They got it with about 10 minutes, and here before the second down play, they've almost taken half the quarter, and we're only up near midfield on this drive. So a lot of run plays, no big gain so far for Hallsville outside of the catch to Seavers. Second down now, throw quick side. It's Lampkins that makes catch. He makes a man miss and gets up to the 50. He gets into Centralia territory near the 49. It's going to be a gain of about five yards or so. That was a nice move in the backfield by Lampkins to make a man miss on what was his first catch of the day on a clear screen, screen route. Yeah, I mean, the screen route's perfect. Again, a young quarterback, get the ball off his hands quickly, get to Lampkins. Lampkins, when you're playing, one of the good playmakers in space that Hallsville has, let him get in space, and he can make something out of nothing. So it's a gain of five for Lampkins. How about this? Just the second drive of the game. Lampkins, Seavers, and Stinson now all have recorded a catch. So arguably the most... Uh, a dynamic passing offense we've seen yeah. still very very early but you can't think of many games this season when you've been able to look and say that everyone has a catch and contributed so early on in the ball game here we go big play up coming third and six pistol formation Matheny's going to fake it to Fowler dropping back has all day to throw looks for stints on the outright and hits him perfectly before going out of bounds at the 38 yard line of Centralia it was an out route to Isaac Stinson. Matheny put it on the money and Matheny looks locked in early. That's first and 10, gets to the 37 of Centralia. And that's just a practice route. That's something you just run in practice. Matheny knew he wanted to out route all the way. He basically stared it down and had it, knew he had it, and threw it, got the first down. So it looked like the cornerbacks there for Centralia were at least playing a little bit off because really Stinson there didn't have to fight through any contact to cut out near the sideline. And when he came out of his break, that ball was already on its way. So good timing there by Matheny making his third start. Should say he has a touchdown, a pick, and two fumbles so far. First and 10 from the 37-yard line of Centralia. It's a give to Fowler. Tries to go right up the middle following his blocker. He's not going to get much, though. Gets just about three yards before being brought down. Tackle was made there on the play by Seth Hayskamp. And it's going to bring up a second and medium. I think one another game plan Hallsville wants to do, they want to run to help set up that pass instead of doing passing to set up the run. This way, it just gives them time for the young quarterback to get his feet wet and get settled into this game. So Hallsville taking their sweet time on this drive. They are methodically moving down the field. It's a 0-0 ball game, just a second drive for Hallsville, second and eight to 35. It's a play action, fake, now throw far sideline. Caught Isaac Stinson, breaks one tackle, but then it's swung down at about the 30-yard line, so... It was a very quick pass. It's going to pick up about four yards on the play and bring up a third and short. That's already the third catch of the game for Isaac Stinson, and we're on still in the first quarter. We had a shorter version of that out route where he caught the first down earlier. Uh, I mean, they're just playing off coverage, and just how do you tack off coverage if they keep backing up? Is you run a little out route and make sure you beat the corner to the throw. So third down and four, certainly now four down territory for Hallsville that they're in to Centralia's side of the field. His formation, it's going to be give to Fowler right up the middle. He's got the first down as he gets up to about the 15-yard line. Need, excuse me, 25-yard line, not the 15. I was off by 10 yards. He gets to the 25-yard line and moves the chains. He needed about four, and he got about six. Nice gain there by Fowler. It's first and 10. Against that little inside zone attack. Hallsville loves that little run play. Gives him a lot of options what the running back can do. Now we're sitting at just under three minutes ago in the first quarter. Hallsville got the ball about seven minutes ago. They are moving their way down the field in four and five yard plays, taking their time. And it looks to be a good game plan so far. First down and 10 from the 25 yard line. It's going to be a give to Fowler right up the middle, bounces it left. Now churns the legs forward. He gets to about the 20, 21 yard line. It will be a gain of about five yards, make it second and five. It was good run there. Nice strong run. I wonder if Hallsville will go pass here. They've done that off of some five yard runs. 
in this drive so far. Well, Fowler hasn't broken any any yet like we're used to, but he's also getting about four and five yeah. just on repeat every single play. And you can totally live with that just yes. because you're going to get a first down every second or third play. So it was a gain of five. It's second and five from the 20 as we wind down near the two-minute mark in the first quarter. No score, just the third drive of the game. Both teams went three and out their first times. Here's a snap. Give to Fowler off the right side. He swings out of one tackle and pulls a couple defenders with him inside the 20. Gets to about the 17. Doesn't get the first, but he makes now a third and short upcoming. As now I look and pick up the pen I had dropped. Uh, ben, one thing to note, like you said, they're getting carries four or five yards. Those four or five yards now turn to 10, 15 later if you stay committed to the run because it's going to wear down that defense. Third down and three, Hallsville on a long drive into Centralia territory, looking to be the first team to score in this playoff football game after forcing the punt on the first drive for Cullen Bennett and the Panthers offense. They've got about 14 seconds on the play clock, just now getting the play brought in. There's one wide receiver near side, the other is far side. This is a jumbo package, and that's because they run to Fowler off the right side. He's inside the 15, and that should be enough for the first down as he gets to the 14, and that's going to move the chains once again. Hallsville is on the move inside the 15-yard line on a gain of four. I mean, it was just simple. We're better in short, war, short yard situation than you are, and they just ran the ball and got it. So they're at the 14-yard line of Centralia. Matheny getting the start at quarterback for Hallsville, his third of the season. Nichols, they gave him a go in pregame warm-ups, but it's been all Matheny so far. Under a minute now. First and ten, give to Fowler off the right side. He's going to make one man miss, but then falls ahead to about the 11-yard line. Tackle was made on the play, trying to pin down exactly who it was. Regardless, it's a gain of three, now second and seven. And this is best-case scenario for Hallsville. You've taken a lot of time off the clock in your defense, a lot of rest. They just came off of a three and out. Got a lot of momentum, driving the ball downfield, playing time of possession. At this rate, the first quarter might end before this drive does, and it's crazy to think because Hallsville started this yeah. drive with 10 minutes to go in the first quarter. I mean, and you see where they're at from the end zone. I mean, they're not very far, but you could think maybe they take half a quarter off if well, they get to is, the second quarter. This is probably the last play of the quarter if it is a run. It's a set of pass, a screen pass far side, caught Lampkins. He's at the 15, tries to turn it upside. He's inside the five. He dies for the end zone. Touchdown, Aiden Lampkins from 14 yards out. And Hallsville's got a 6-0 lead. Give Lampkins his second touchdown of the season as he took that screen beautifully and dove for the end zone. Bang, you know who did the dirty work on that play? Harrison Fowler. He picked up the block on the edge that got able to buy Lampkins some time to dive for the end zone. And talk about that. Strong runs on this drive and there's a dirty work block to clean it up. So Halls will now going for two after striking first in this one with nine seconds to go in the first quarter. First time either team has found the end zone, and it's Aiden Lampkins, the senior, with his second touchdown of the season. Now here's the two-point giver to give to Fowler. Right side, he's in on touch, actually meets contact at the goal line, but it was no match, and it's 8 nothing Halsville with nine seconds to go in the first quarter. What a drive to take about 10 yep. minutes off the clock and get in and pick up eight points. Ben, this is very much a different drive than what we saw last time Hallsville scored first here. Last time Hallsville was here in week two, they scored on one of the opening plays of the game off of a Nichols long run. This time, it was much more methodical drive, very run-heavy. Buffini uh, was making smart reads with the football, and a great drive if you're Hallsville. Well, on that drive alone, so on the first drive, the three and out, Matheny completed one pass. On that drive alone, he completed five. So what a job by the quarterback yep. as Matheny picks up his second passing touchdown of the season. Halls will now kick this away, and we'll have just about one play before heading into the second quarter. Got to yep. feel good if you're Halls' offense. And I know a lot of the players play both ways, but for the defense, they just got an incredibly long time to rest. Yep. They should be fresh now coming out to face this Centralia offense. They should be rested. I think the, the, the Hallsville 
offensive staff knows that they're going to have to throw the ball more than four times. And it's like you said, they had five catches on that last drive, five, threw the ball five, six times. No, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot more to beat Centralia. And they're just doing it by getting the ball out of McNeese's hands quickly. You see screen plays. You see flat throws. And you see little in routes, stuff that's where he can get the ball out of his hand quickly, and it paid off on that drive. Well, we've made it to just a past 615 and no range so far. Hopefully that continues so yep. we can see Hallsville keep throwing the ball like they did on that drive. Here comes the kickoff. Ball is set down. Zach Jarrett is going to be the one to boom it away as Hallsville now up 8 to nothing in the first quarter. It's a line drive kick. Lands at about the 25 of Centralia. It's brought in at the 20. It's being returned, and it's going to be up past the 35-40. Here goes the returner as Caden Dunn gets up near the 45-yard line. Excellent return. And the ball is going to be spotted at the 44-yard line of Centralia. There is a flag on the play, I believe. Actually, no, that's not a flag. That's just the tee. So Centralia is going to start at their own 44-yard line. Great return there by Caden Dunn. It was a great return. But, Ben, um, I think we just see our first occurrence here. We see a mascot on the field. I totally so missed Right on the track, there's a mascot right on the track. That's the first time I've seen that in high school So there football. was a flag on the field. Yep. It looks like the flag, though, is on Hallsville, probably coming in on the tackle. waiting to see where the ball is spotted at as at first we saw it is the the t2 was yellow that's what threw me off yeah. i heard flag but then i saw them pick up the yellow t so uh, the ball even after the flag is going to be snapped at their own 42 yard line for centralia they started at the 41 and 42 now their two drives this is the last play of the quarter it's first and 10 for centralia shotgun snap to colin bennett he gives to wilkerson he breaks one tackle and then a swarm of holes of defenders bring him down you had kale nichols and xavier stinton in on the tackle it's gonna be a gain of just about three yards and that takes us to the end of the quarter Centralia looking to knock things up. They're on offense, but Hallsville gets the first score of the game. They lead 8 to nothing thanks to Aiden Lampkin's touchdown pass. We'll be back for the second quarter in just a moment. Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Cartier can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcartee.avonrepresentative.com. Com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Time for the second quarter here on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt almost called you Justin Kraft because I've done the I last two games with Jeff. No, you are Cameron Payne. Regardless, Halls with an eight to eight to nothing lead after one quarter of play, and Centralia on offense, second and eight from their own forty-four yard line. It's a high snap uh -oh. goes off the hands of Bennett. Wilkerson falls on it, thankfully. But it's going to be a big loss of yards on the play as he snap one off the hands of Bennett over his head. And that's going to back him up and now bring up a third and long. Ben, uh, Centralia's mascot's the Panthers. And, well, they had a mascot, and it's a black cat, essentially. And just bad luck there. The black cat appears, bad luck. And it was actually not Wilkerson there in the backfield. It was Braylon Wessler, Whistler, 
who has 334 yards on the season, who was able to fall on it, but it's a loss of nine on the play. It's going to bring up third down and 17, and almost a sure passing play upcoming. There's four wide receivers on the play for Centralia's pistol formation for the quarterback, Bennett. He drops back to pass. He's got all day to throw. Now running out of time. He just throws quickly. It's a screen pass. Catch is made up near the 45. He's going to get back to the original line of scrimmage before being brought down by Xavier Stinson on the play. So nice work there by Centralia to get some yards back, but Halsell does not allow them to get the first down. Pretty sure Landon Sievers was also in on the tackle, and it's going to be fourth down and seven. Looks like Halsell was almost led they could have blown it up but running back makes a move gets a couple yards but like I said it's up to the original line of scrimmage so unless they go for it here well they're up near midfield so they could take that route if they wanted to that's big right there because a 10-yard gain makes this a manageable fourth down for Centralia now the quarterback Bennett backs up they are going to punt this ball away no one back to return for Hallsville it's booted away and it's another rocket it's not going to get to the end zone this time and it takes a friendly bounce for Hallsville and rolls back near the 30-yard line so and all in all, that was only about a 25-yard punt, and Halls was going to start at their own 29. And Centralia, I mean, what's been key so far, their offense hasn't been able to get going. That's another, what, second three and out on second? Yeah, about Correct. second three and out. Correct, yeah. Second three out of this game. The defense is back on the field after being on the, the field nearly eight minutes. Last Hallsville drive, so. Well, you're certainly asking a lot of the Centralia defense after they got I mean, really just about five or so yeah. minutes off. So here comes the Hallsville offense for the third time, starting from their own 29-yard line, best starting field position of the day from Athene and this Indians offense. Harrison Fowler in the backfield, four pass catchers out on the play for Hallsville. Now Isaac Stinson goes in motion from right to left. It's a give to Fowler. No, it's a fake and a throw to Isaac Stinson. Nice catch, and he got near the, about the 33, 34-yard line. It's going to pick up about four yards on the play, but... The way that Isaac Stinson had to spin to make that grab was pretty impressive. It was a pretty impressive. The throw was it was the right decision, too. Um, McBeanie saw the defender's back was to Stinson, so he threw it, and he was able to get away with it. Nice completion. So it's a gain of four yards on the play. Already the fourth catch of the game for Isaac Stinson, who came in averaging about 40 yards receiving per game and three receiving touchdowns. It's a screen pass. Isaac Stinson makes the catch again up across the 35-40. He's got the first down. He's then driven out of bounds. He needed to get six yards, and he got seven. Five catches now on the game for Stinson. The Hallsville crowd wanted a late hit on the play. Not going to get it, but regardless, that moves the chains. And the Hallsville crowd on the far sideline, including the student section that's all dressed in white, is now cheering on because Hallsville's offense is moving the ball again. Ben, you said it on the car right here. Stinson has really grown into his own really this last month of the season. He's become one of the better wide receivers on this Hallsville offense. Well, just a sophomore, so someone that you would expect, especially with whether it's Nichols or Matheny playing quarterback next year, you'd expect to make a big impact moving forward for this program. 9.27 to go in the second quarter. Hallsville up 8 to nothing, first and 10 from their own 40-yard line. Xavier Stinson goes in motion. It's a give to Fowler. Trying to follow his blockers. He was being patient, but only going to get about a yard on the play. Just did not have a lot of running room as a couple different men for Centralia were in on the tackle. And it looked like they were being led by Payton Mabry. It's second and nine. That was a smart first down run by Fowler. I mean, he could have tried to cut it up upfield, but the risk of doing that, he could have gotten tackled in the backfield trying to do that. So just dive forward, get a couple positive yards. So second down and nine now for Hallsville. I'm sure they'd love another long drive that takes off a lot of this clock here in the second quarter. Hallsville does not get the ball to start the second quarter. They got the ball to start the game, but if you could burn a lot of this clock yep. and make it a two-score game, so that's exactly what Coach Connors and that coaching staff is thinking right now. And it prevents the double dip after halftime, too. 
So pistol formation for Hallsville. Three wide receivers all in a bunch near side of the field. It's going to be play action. Nichols, excuse me, not Nichols, Matheny looking to throw, and he hits Lampkins on a comeback route. Needed to get to about the 50-yard line for a first down. He's going to get to about the 46-47. So to bring up third and short, as I fell into the trap of calling the same name as I have all season, Nichols, it's actually Matheny who completes another pass on the play, third catch of the game for Lampkins, and it's going to make a third and four gain of about five yards. And he initially looked for Stinson too, but came back to his read over the middle and saw Lampkins sat in his zone and just hit him and able to get a couple yards. So that's already the ninth completion of the game for Matheny. Third down and four, but a flag on the play. And this usually means a false start. And if it is, it would back Hallsville up and essentially wipe out that completion we saw just a moment ago. Ref's going to make the call now. It's actually, yep, no, it's going to be on Hallsville. So it's going to back him up five yards, and it'll be third and nine. One thing to note, Ben, Hallsville is about 10-minute drive from Centralia. So a lot of Hallsville faithful made a road trip out tonight. Well, I'm sure they would love to cheer for another scoring yep. drive right here by Hallsville, just like they were a few moments ago. That that opposing bleacher section is essentially completely full. There's one little patch, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's a short trip over here, and the Hallsville faithful, the ones that aren't listening right here on the broadcast, showed up in person to watch this one. So third down and eight. Should be third down and nine. It was a five-yard penalty. The scoreboard says third down and eight. We're under eight minutes to go, and Hallsville with some confusion. The play clock winds down to six, and Coach Kiner is going to use a timeout here. Big big play here because you convert this and get in Centralia territory. That'd be big, but Hallsville wanting to make sure they get the call right as pretty much everyone was looking over near the sideline wondering what to do, and now we'll see a timeout. What do you think they're going to dial up here in this conversation? I mean, it's third and eight. Um, we, we've only really seen him throw the ball around 10-ish yards, and I was like on a, a long second down. It was about second and nine when he hit, uh, when McFeeney hit Stinson on the out route, and that's the only deep threat we've, like, deep throw we've seen all game. I'm sure that if, if they come out into the play at the line of scrimmage, you see Centralia is playing off coverage, yeah. so we see that similar type of route here. It seems they, like that's been the bread and butter against that coverage. Yeah, I mean, if you see that out, if you see them playing off coverage, you for whatever reason, these Centralia corners have been just rolling back instead of trying to attack the route. He's been rolling back and letting them run that out route. So, Well, if that continues, I would assume, and I'm not head coach Tyler 4C for the Panthers, but that would maybe be a point of emphasis in the locker room at halftime. But still a long, long way to go in this one. Hallsville up just 8 to nothing, 7.39 to go in the first half, and here comes both teams after breaking the huddle. So big third down upcoming. And Matheny's going to have three wide receivers to work with on the play. Seavers all alone on the left side. Now he's being joined by the tight end, Xavier Stinson. Isaac Stinson and Lampkins are lined up on the other side of the field. So third down and eight from their own 42-yard line. Third drive of the game for the Indians. They've gone punt and 14-yard touchdown pass to cap off an 80-yard drive. Now Matheny looking over towards the sideline. He's got seven seconds now to work with on the play clock. Now he backs up. Hallsville saying that you got to get it going, got to snap the ball, and they do. It's going to be play action. Matheny dropping back all day to throw. He's winding up, going deep downfield for Lampkins, and he makes the catch down inside the 20-yard line, and what a throw to Lampkins from Braden Matheny, and it's a deep bomb and a first down for Hallsville. Lampkins ran a post route, and Matheny threw him open against a cover two defense, and talk about a great throw, hitting him stride. He just threw it and let Lampkins go get it. So that's about a 41-yard completion. That's the third week in a row that Aiden Lampkins has a catch of 40 yards or more. That one he had to lay out a little bit, but Lampkins went and got it, and the play started from their own 42. They're now at the 17 of Sanchilia. What a play by Matheny for his 10th completion of the game. And that was a great throw by Matheny. 
So now Halls will approaching the red zone. It's going to give to Fowler. He's met in the backfield. Spins out of a tackle, but then he's nearly body slammed to the ground. I mean, he came out of that spin, and there was a defender for Centralia waiting for him. Looks like that's Payne Mabry, the senior who has 17 and a half tackles on the season. And it's going to mean about second down and six. Ben, we've got a good game here and so far. I mean, this Hallsville offense, I think this is the best we've seen them all year, and it's kind of hard to say because Colton Nichols is such a great quarterback, but Matheny's just put a great passing game to this offense. Well, Matheny certainly has looked great as a passer. Second and six, run to Fowler. He's met in the backfield, and he's going to lose a few yards. They tried to run off the right side, and before Fowler could even bounce it outside, there were two or three different men on the defensive line waiting for him. And it looks like that'll lose a couple yards on the play. It was second and six. Waiting to see what they update where the ball is spot down. And it might be just third and six. Fowler might have got back to the line of scrimmage. It didn't look that way from our vantage point, but we're also about as far down the other side of the field as you can be. So it looks like it is going to be third down and six for Hallsville. They obviously don't have a kicking game, so this would certainly be four down territory for the Indians. Four wide receivers or excuse me, three wide receivers and the tight end Stinson in on the play to catch passes. They've got five seconds on the play clock, and they're going to use another timeout. Mm -hmm. And I know you say, why you use two timeouts in just a span of a couple plays? You're just 5-44 and 44 to go in the first half. You can't take him with him to the third quarter. And with this being a big third down play, a yeah. chance to make it a two-score game, I don't hate the call to use another one. And, I mean, if Hallsville gets a score here and they're able to stop Centralia, and Centralia is a run-based team, I mean, Centralia's offense has only produced – 11 passing touchdowns all year. I mean, that's not a lot in a high school football season. So you take the clock out of it, and then if Pulsville gets the clock ball back, they're likely just going to run it down to halftime. Well, Centralia, their defense so far has allowed more than 20 points in a game just once. They allowed Mexico to put up 21 points, and the only other times teams have touched 20 is when this AIM Indian squad put up 20 in Week 2, and then Macon scored 20 in Week 9. Outside of this, this has been a stingy defense for the Panthers, and also has moved the ball on them so far. This first drive was the three and out in the punt, but the touchdown drive went 80 yards. This one starting at their own 29, and they're inside the 15. This has been an excellent half, and you yeah. don't know whether the decision came down to health or just feeling that Matheny was the better option tonight, but it seems like they've made the right call so far. No disrespect yeah. to Nichols because he's been excellent when he's played all season long. Sometimes as a coach, you just got to roll with the hot hand, and maybe Conyers felt he was the hot hand. Or may, maybe Colton Nichols was 100% ready to go. But so far, the decision has been the right decision for Hallsville. Back out of the timeout. Third and six for Hallsville from the 13. There's three wide receivers all lined up on the left side of the line of scrimmage. It's going to be play action. Throwing for Sievers. He's getting the catch. He breaks tackle at the five. And he's going to be down just about there. That's a first down on the slant route to Landon Sievers. His second catch of the game. And a perfect throw by Matheny as he came inside on the slant route. And it's going to pick up nine yards and make it first and goal. This is how you build confidence in young quarterback. Quick little slant route. Matheny hits, uh, hits it in stride. Good game playing by this Hall of Fields coaching staff. Well, I'll tell you what, this has been some of the best route running I think we've seen from the Hallsville receivers all year long. Moving quickly now out of the huddle is Hallsville. First and goal from the four. Give it to Fowler. Tries to bounce it outside. He's got to turn the corner. Can he do it? Five at the four. And he's in. Touchdown. Harrison Fowler, his first of the game. And Hallsville's got a double-digit lead as Fowler scores from four yards out. Then two methodical drives for Hallsville and it's really paid off. And McFeeney throwing the ball downfield has really just opened up the run game for Harrison Fowler. He's able to get a touchdown there. And now he is two more touchdowns away from a tying the school record. 
So now here comes the two-point conversion attempt as the far sideline, the student section, is absolutely loving it. And with 5.16 to go in the first half, Halsell with a 14-point lead and a chance to add two more to it. They've got 13 seconds to get this ball snapped. Just now getting set. Matheny looking over the line of scrimmage. Now he's ready to go. Pistol formation. Fowler right behind him. It's a jumbo package. Expecting run. And they do run the ball. Fowler's going to break one tackle. He's got work to do. Driving to the goal line. I don't think he got there. He did not. As Fowler's kept out of the end zone to keep it just a 14-0 game. But one heck of a drive for Halsell. They go 71 yards and score for the second time tonight. And now with just about five minutes to go in the half. Here comes their defense. We'll have that drive for you in just a moment. We return on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal. We're with you all the way. about it booted away after getting their second touchdown drive of the night a four-yard rushing touchdown by Harrison Fowler his first of the game and on the season that is touchdown number 19 for Mr. Fowler as he closes out his senior season and Halswell's got a 14-0 lead 5-16 to go in the first half Ben Schmidt campaign here on the call is ever since the three and out and the putt on the first drive the Halswell offense is cooking and the ball fell off the tee so Halswell's gonna have to go reset it up before booting this one away I mean, unless they want to kick the ball off of the ground. But, again, that's not under rules. So during the break there while we were away, my dad texted me asking if Braden Matheny is, is perfect on the pass. Not totally sure. I know number, no number of completions that he has. If he's not perfect, he's got to be maybe one completion. I don't think the ball has it the I ground. I, think, I don't think one has either. I'll so. say he's perfect on the game. So kick is booted away. It's near the sideline. They're going to let it roll. And did it go out of bounds? We're trying to see. It's on the far side of the field, and it did go out of bounds. So a mistake right there. And decent starting field position now for Centralia. So far, so far, Matheny has completed five passes to Isaac Stinson, two to Landon Sievers, and four to Lampkins. Lampkins has the one passing touchdown. So 11 completions. Pretty sure he's 11 for yep. 11. He's been fantastic in the start so far tonight. His third ever as a high school quarterback. And now it's going to be first and ten. Centralia in their two drives so far has gone punt and punt. This time they're going to start it from, I think, their own 30-yard line. It looks like we're going to put that down. Nope, it's actually own 35-yard line. So we're starting fuel position of the day. So honestly, even though the kick went out of bounds, still the worst starting fuel yeah. position of the day for Centralia. We'll see what Hallsville's defense can do. Once again, getting a lot of time to rest after the long touchdown drive that took 71 yards and a lot of minutes off the clock. First down and 10, Wilkerson in the backfield. He's going to get the carry running right side. He's got a good block. He's up across the 40, falls ahead near the 44-yard line. If he doesn't get tripped up there at the end, he may still be running. It's not going to get a first down, but it's going to make it second and very short. First big run we've seen for Wilkerson on the game. Maybe that's an injection that uh, Centralia needs on offense to get going. It's probably the best positive play they've had all day. So it's going to be second and one, under five minutes to go in the first half. Centralia still does have all three timeouts. They're in a hole down 14 to nothing. It's their third drive of the game. 
believe the quarterback, Colin Bennett, has just one completed pass. They came to Braylon Wheeler. This time Bennett's going to keep him. He's got the first down across the 50. Lowers the shoulder, breaks the tackle, 45, and he's inside the 40 before lowering the shoulder again. Weston Grant finally brings him down, but Bennett with a big bulldozing run right there, and now into Hallsville territory is the Panthers' offense. Looking like Tractito. Looking like a tractor just blowing people over. Colin Bennett low in his shoulder tonight. It looked like certainly Bennett was going to get the first down there, but it looked like he was only going to get about five yards or so before he broke out of not one but two tackles and got inside the 40-yard line. So it's first and 10 from the 37 of Hallsville for Centrelli. This time it's a give to Wilkerson out of the shotgun. He's going to be brought down in the backfield. Trying to see who that is. It looks like the tackle was made on the play by Jaden Walters. And nice work right there. And it's going to be no gain for Centrelli on first down. Looks like Walters took him a little bit of suplex city. Just a little suplex tackle there. Nothing crazy. Kind of just rolled over the back of another offensive lineman. But still a fun tackle to see. Well, should note, it was it was earlier in the game last time when these two teams faced in Week 2, but last time, Halsell jumped out to a 2-0 lead before Centralia came back and ended up winning that game. We're later into the ballgame now, almost near halftime, but big here if Halsell could get another stop. It's second out, another run to Wilkerson, and he's met at the line of scrimmage again. There's four men in white jerseys to bring him down, and it's going to be just a gain of one, maybe even nothing on the play, and it's going to be third down. Nice work there is right in the middle of it was Jake Crane to bring down yep. the prolific running Wilkerson on second down. Outside the big nine-yard run by Wilkerson, he's been contained all game, and, and it's pretty crazy to see because he has over 1,300 yards on the season and 18 touchdowns, and he's been averaging 158 yards a game. So if Hallsville can keep him contained, they're going to make that Centralia offense one-dimensional. It's third down and 10 on the 37-yard line of Hallsville for Centralia. Desperately needing some points. They've gone punt, punt in their first two drives. Crazy just their third drive, and we're already with three to go in the first half. It's going to be play action fake to Wilkerson. He's looking down the middle of the field, and it's incomplete just out of the hands of Caden Dunn. If if Bennett puts that on him, they bet me that may be six points, but Dunn laid out and just could not bring yep. it in up the seam. That's just, a missed opportunity right there. Just a little too much heat on the throw. He stepped up. He did all the right things he wants. We have a quarter, but he just put too much on it. So now we'll see what Centralia does. They're into Hallsville territory. Would not expect them to boot this one today, but it is now fourth down and 10. At the very least, if that's completed, it gets the first down in Hallsville. Excuse me, Centralia is inside the 20 of Hallsville. Maybe even a touchdown if yeah. he's tried. So big missed opportunity to see now if Centralia or Hallsville can keep advantage and get to the stop. It's fourth down and 10. Going in motion is the wide receiver, Romine. Play action. Bennett dropping back. He's got one-on-one. -on -one. Going for Matty Robinson at the five, and it's off the hands. Incomplete. That would have been six, but he just missed him again, and it's a turnover on downs. It's a hard throw to make. I mean, if he just tried to hit him and stride towards the back of the goal line as opposed to the front pylon, it's an easier catch for Romine to make, but he just can't quite get it. So Matty Robinson, the Robinson, receiver. Part, no, that's totally on me. I didn't have him listed on our play sheet, so... Matty Robinson just could not come up with a catch right there. And it's going to be turnover on downs, and Halser will take over from their own 37-yard line. Man, would this be big if they could go get a score right here just before halftime, especially with Centralia getting the ball to start the second half. 11 completions so far on the game for Braden Matheny. This now the best starting field position of the game for Halser from their own 37. First time they've started past the 30-yard line on the game. Pistol formation, 251 and one timeout for Halsell. They're up 14-0. Snap to Matheny. He gives the foul. He's across the 40, and he's up near the 44, and he's going to cut that first down in half and make it about second, maybe even less than five on a run just right up the middle on first down. It's going to be second and three on a run of about seven yards on first down for Fowler. All the Halsell offensive players looking over near the far sideline. 
or ticking down to two minutes and 20 seconds. Now ready to go. Pistol formation. Matheny's got the shotgun snap. He's going to give to Fowler, trying to bounce it outside. There's a flag on the play. He gets up across the 45 to about the 46. So if it stands, just a gain of two. But the flag on the play, I don't think everyone on Hallsville was lined up properly before the snap. Maybe misalignment, illegal formation. We've seen that already called on Hallsville once, and they're going to get called again for it. It's going to back him up five. It will still be second down, second down and about eight. But we'll see how much that actually impedes Hallsville in the long run on this drive. Looking to score here and make this a three-score game before the locker room. One thing, the rain has held off here so far, but we're around 6.41 Central time, and rain is predicted for 7 p.m. So we're, we're going to see in about 20 minutes whether or not it will be raining. Well, I'll tell you what, especially if Hall's local scores here and makes it a 3-0 game, they've been passing the ball so yeah. low, but rain would maybe play into their favor in the second half if they could run the ball. Yeah. And we've seen Fowler essentially pick up four and five yards in every carry. I mean, if, if you're a lead, if you're with a lead, you want to run the football and make the other team not be able to pass, yeah. and rain would probably do that. Second down, it's a screen to Lampkins, makes a catch up across the 40-45, and he's going to get close to the first. So even after the penalty, Hulls will essentially yeah. right back where they were. They get to the 46-yard line. It's going to be third and one on the fourth catch of the game, excuse me, fifth catch of the game for Aiden Lampkins. Again, uh, getting the ball out of their quarterback's hand quickly, that's what Hallswell does there with a screen play to Lampkins and gear playmakers in space. It was just, just a quick screen pass. And now five catches by Lampkins, five catches by Stinson, and two more deceivers. They've been spreading the ball. And on third and one from the 46-yard line on their own side of the field, pistol formation, shotgun snap. It's another quick pass, and was it caught? It was not caught. It's incomplete. They tried to catch him off guard. It was play action to Fowler, and he was going far sideline. It looked like that was Landon Seavers he was going to. I believe that's who it was. Regardless, it's incomplete. And if our counting is correct, that's probably the first pass to Matheny's throw that's touched grass. Fourth and one. You would you would think with the way they ran Let's the ball that they'd go for it. I put Fowler in wildcat formation. Let him go get it. So we'll see what the call is. There's a minute 19 to go in the first half, down to 20 seconds on the play clock. Here, Hallsville breaks the huddle. They are going to go for this. It's a jumbo package. You'd expect run. It is a run. Fowler's got it, and he's got the first down and more across the 50-45. There he goes. Breaks the tackle 40, and he's down inside the 35-yard line, all the way up near the 30. Harrison Fowler gets the first down and a whole lot more. You know, Ben, you know who that reminds me of running? Reminds me a little of a combination of Cody Schrader and Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, that's a Mizzou name <laughs> and an NFL running back, so I don't think it hurt for Fowler to be that good. They were on their own side of the field. Now they're at the 28-yard line of Centralia. Moving quickly, got to get it going. Matheny's going to give to Fowler again, and he's going to pick up uh, just a couple yards on the play. Gets up near the 20, so he actually may have got, got five or here. six. Now under a minute to go in the half, 51 and counting. Halsell's got just one timeout to use, trying to make this a three-score game. Already up 14 to nothing. Pistol formation, Matheny in the shotgun. He is going to give it to Fowler again. He's going to be tackled in the backfield on a nice tackle uh, made on the play by Jesse Shannon. Now Halswell's going to burn that last time out before third and long. Again, I, I, strange they go run play because the clock was already running and it was second and five, so likely maybe Fowler doesn't have a big run play and he got cut short of marker like he just did. It would have the clock run and Halswell have to burn that last time out. I was surprised because McFeeney's been rolling in the passing game. It's 12 for 12 so far. So it's just a loss of two. It's going to bring up third and six with 37 seconds to go in this first half. But more importantly, Hulls will now out of timeouts. So if they do convert here or get very close to a first down, they're going to have to move quickly. They're up 14 to nothing and trying to make this a three-score game before heading to the locker room. Who would have thought on the road, Hallsville looking very incredible on offense the first half. This is now the third time in four drives that they moved the ball well. And on the defensive side, they've held Centralia to punt, punt, 
and a turnover on downs. One heck of a showing, but a long way to go in this game. We're just about to halftime. Not the game I expected, yeah. Cam, because I thought Halzer would be running the ball more, and I told you this half could move quickly, and we'd be at about halftime by 6.45. And that's still probably going to happen, but it's because Halzer's been completing almost every pass. Yep. So here we go, out of the timeout, third and six. Matheny's going to fake it to Fowler. Now he's looking near side. He's got Xavier Sutsa, but it's Severs who makes the catch, and he's close to the first down. I think he got it. Can't totally tell where the spot is. As Landon Severs makes his third catch of the game, and it's going to be a first down, and now they've changed our moves. Here we go, first down and 10. Matheny's going to just spike the ball. So hard to tell whether or he not he got the first down, but he did, and now a spike at second and 10 with 29 to go in the half. One thing I noticed about Matheny is that he throws with that shoulder, and he like snaps his wrist, which is really good for a quarterback. Actually, that extra spin, that extra velocity on the ball. Well, when that ball came out of his hands, I thought he was going for Xavier Stinson near side on it, but it was actually Severs who now has three catches on the game. It's second and 10, 29 seconds to go and just 13 yards to go for Hallsville. So on the third and six, they actually picked up 11. Now pistol formation, Hallsville is gonna look near near the far sideline and send Isaac Stinson in motion. It's play action, Matheny dropping back. He's looking for over the middle. He's got a receiver and it's dropped, it's incomplete. That would have been a touchdown for Hallsville. It looked like he had Aiden Lampkins, would have been his second touchdown, but it goes off his hand, it's incomplete. And it's a tough play there for Lampkins. But you just got to come back now and not think about it. you got a third and ten situation coming up. Well, I think what hurt Lampkins right there is the linebacker flashed in front of him yep. right before the ball got there. So it went right off the hands of Lampkins, but it would have taken some concentration right there. So it only burns a couple seconds off the clock, but it's now third and ten from the 13 on a play that would have been six points for Hallsville and put him up 20 to nothing. We'll see what they call right here. It was a really well-designed route. They got yeah. everyone thinking they were going to go to the right side, and then Lampkins just came back into the middle on the slant route. Third down and 10, pistol formation. Matheny's going to fake it to Fowler. He's dropping back. He's looking for the slant again. He's got Severs. Did he make the catch? He did touchdown, landed Severs, and it's a 20 to nothing lead for Hallsville on Matheny's second touchdown pass of the game. This time it's from 13 yards out. Talk about a deep slant. The corners were rolling to the right. Severs was going to the left. And the only one that could be there was the safety, and he couldn't get there in time to beat McFeeney's throw. Well, Severs had to survive the safety coming in to hit him late, and he hung on to that football. Perfectly thrown play, and now Severs joins the touchdown action. It's 20 to nothing, Halsell. What a half. I mean, what, the, what a half, what a half for McFeeney. I mean, he's looking like. He, I mean, he's looking like the greatest quarterback in high school football right now. I mean, two passing touchdowns has been control. Two One point conversion is good. Sorry, didn't couple to of completions, but that's about it. He's only thrown like two or three incompletions. They came up to the line of scrimmage and ran that two point conversion play so quickly and just punched it right in there. It's twenty-two to nothing, Hallsville, with sixteen seconds to go in the first half after the thirteen-yard touchdown pass by Landon Severs. That's Severs' third touchdown of the season. And how about this? Four catches for Severs, five catches for Stinson, and five catches for Lampkins. Hallsville, they go from their own thirty-seven and put it in for six. And really, it just was about yeah. a two-minute drive. Their quickest of the game. And now potentially, unless a big kickoff return, going to take a 20 nothing lead into the locker room. One thing to know about this Hallsville team is that they just surpassed their point total against Centralia last time. Last time they played Centralia, scored 20 points in four quarters. This time, in two quarters, 22 points. Well, Hallsville certainly feeling good right now. They're looking a lot like the team that we've seen at times, just putting up points at will, but hadn't saw it a whole lot near the end of the regular season, and now they look great tonight. Matheny came into the game with just one passing touchdown. He's got two in the first half and has been near perfect. I think he has just two incompletions on the game so far. 
and he's got 14 completions. So if our math is correct, he's 14 for 16 yeah. with two touchdowns in the first half. The kick is set down by Jarrett. He's about to boom this one away with 16 seconds to go in the first half. The kick is hit a low line drive. It's off the hands of one returner for Centralia. Now it's scooped up, trying to bring this one back past the 20, 25, and he's got space. What a tackle, though. No, he spins out of it up near the 45. He's eventually brought down, but the ball goes out, and it goes out of bounds. That way, just had about everything to it on a return. It was a tackle, then a broken tackle at the end, and it almost broke free. Then he fumbled, and it went out of bounds. And now i got to catch my breath. Regardless, Hallsville yeah. doesn't let him break free, and there's just four seconds to go in the half. And now if you're Centralia, you got to throw up a ball and just say, Hail Mary. So it is going to get all the way out to midfield on now the first drive or fourth drive of the half for Centralia. But like you said, essentially just a Hail Mary from their own 49. Time for just one play. And now Hallsville, I would assume, will drop deep back into coverage and try and just send this thing to the locker room. Tell you what, if the returner there didn't see exactly who it was, got past that one last wave of Centralia tackles, that almost could have been a catastrophic touchdown scored against Hallsville. It could have been very catastrophic because Centralia would have had all the momentum going to halftime. But now they that tackle prevents that from happening. Unless something crazy here happens with a Hail Mary attempt. So shotgun snap, Colin Bennett trying to make something happen. It's going to be play action to Wilkerson. Now just trying to buy some time. He's going to chuck it up, and it's going to be intercepted on the play. There's offensive pass interference, I think. We'll see. It looked like the total of the receiver was the one who ran into Lampkins on the play. Lampkins picked it off, so I, this should be offensive pass interference, but who knows what the call will be. This would yeah. be one heck of a break for Centralia. Remember, a half can't end on a defensive penalty, so if it's on Hallsville. It's on Hallsville. I can't believe that because it looked like the yeah. receiver ran into Lampkins. The so receiver no was not working back to the football at all. It's just going to be a couple-yard penalties who are essentially just going to get another Hail Mary again, but very interesting call right there. Now we're going to get one on time down before going to the locker room. It's going to be now the referee walking it up. The ball is snapped at their own 49, so I'll say it's, it's going not to be a the right call. Yard penalty. No, I don't think that was the right it's call. It's not the right call. The receiver was not working back towards like the football. like the receiver impeded Lampkins more yep. than Lampkins impeded the receiver. So yep. Lampkins had one interception on the season, thought he got his second. He no longer does. And now it's no longer a Hail Mary because they're at the 36 of Hallsville for this first and 10 play. One I'm time down to end the half. Centralia's got it. Quarterback dropping back. He's just going to chuck it to the end zone. It is going to be knocked away incomplete. And it's Landon Severs who knocks it to the ground. So no harm, no foul on the flag. And how about a first half for Holzel? They go into the locker room up 20 to nothing. And the fans are letting them hear it as they run on over to the locker room. And I'm sure one happy group of players for the Indians on that sideline about to go regroup yep. back inside the locker room. What a half. I mean, what a half. I've got <laughs> Brady Matheny looking like the best high school quarterback in mid-Missouri right now. I mean, he has two touchdown passes, only 14 I mean, for 16. 14, I mean, you could say the spike, 14, 17, but no one counts a spike. Oh, as an I, wasn't, I wasn't counting the spike. Exactly. No one counts a spike as an incompletion. Yeah. But, I mean, he's looked good, um, challenged the ball downfield, and he just hasn't looked scared here. So we're going to take a quick couple-minute break catch my breath a little bit with yeah. all the big plays that we've had and especially that kickoff where you had just about every possible play in football but don't go anywhere cam and i are going to break down everything you just saw and get you ready for the second half on the show me sports network when we're back in just a moment
At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions whether it's balls and strikes fouls or flags your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics if you've ever tried your hand at officiating you know how hard these men and women work and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events after all respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we can teach our students this message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the missouri state high school activities association the following public service announcement is brought to you by the eddie goodell society jefferson city chapter 10 doing little things to make a big difference Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business in today's world injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list however heat related occurrences get routinely overlooked zealous wbgt puts that front and center by using cutting edge formulas and technology zealous wbgt streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings with a simple touch of a button you can check wbgt anywhere in the world receiving alerts when the wbgt goes over the threshold you select join the stress-free way to protect student athletes employees and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Role models are more important than ever in today's society. You can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event. Good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions. So the next time you attend a sporting event, remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. 
This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. The score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time, but the actions of players, coaches, and spectators leave lasting impressions. The next time you attend a high school game, think of how history will remember you. Choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. Remember, the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community wood shop. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Here on the Hallsville, pre, not pregame show, Hallsville halftime show. We've still got a long way to go in this one. We're not on the postgame or pregame show. We're on the halftime show. Ben Schmidt and campaign here to break down an incredible first half for the Hallsville, both on offense and defense. It moved quickly, but when it was all said and done, Hallsville with a 20 to nothing lead in large part thanks to an incredible first half by quarterback Braden Matheny in his third career start 
Broncos, 14 for 16 in the first 24 minutes. Two passing touchdowns, spread the ball around. Harrison Fowler had the third touchdown. But Lampkins with five catches, a touchdown catch. Seavers with four catches, a touchdown catch. And Isaac Stinson with four catches as well. Offense was certainly humming in that half. Uh, offense was humming in that half. Brady Mathieu. Brady Matheny's really been the key difference maker, which is something we didn't say last week, Ben. It was all Harrison Fowler last week. This week, Matheny has done a great job, 14 of 16, two touchdowns. And it's not like it's all – he's thrown a lot of screens, don't get me wrong, a lot of flat throws, but also the way he snapped the football with his wrist, adding the extra velocity with snapping the wrist, throwing with his shoulder as opposed to his arm. And the last touchdown pass when uh, the receiver came open in a slant – a lot of young quarterbacks, receivers who came open on that slant, a lot of quarterbacks, when they see those rolling corners go to the right, they'll throw that slant too early and we picked off. He did not. He weighed those corners to roll and just beat the safety to the throw. Well, it was a perfect throw. That's really after the throw before was almost perfect too. Would have been another touchdown, but it just went off the hands and incomplete. So Matheny has thrown his second and third career touchdowns. Fowler gets a touchdown after having four last week. It's his 19th in total. So long way to go, but if Fowler can put two in the end zone this second half. Who will tie the school record? But if it's a win, then he has a chance to add even more yep. to it next week. That's obviously what Hallsville is hoping for. we got to talk about the defense, though, for Hallsville as well because facing an offense in Cincinnati, who's put up some good numbers overall on the year. In the, in the last couple games for Centralia, they put up 14-28, 42-28. And meanwhile, Hallsville has had to held them to a big old donut and really hasn't done a whole lot moving the ball down the field. Punt, punt, turnover on downs, and then the incompletion on the end of half. Out of the four drives, they've really only been into Hallsville territory. They've, they've been in twice, but the second time was on a call you and I both believe really should not have been called, and it ended up being the end of half anyway. So a heck of a half for the Hallsville yep. defense as well. Uh, I mean, it all starts, uh, all starts and ends with stopping Caden Wilkerson uh, on Centralia. I mean, he's averaged 158 yards per game this year. He's at third, over 1,300 yards and has 18 rushing touchdowns. It all stops and starts with him. You stop him, you make this entirely one-dimensional, it's a, it's a lot harder for them to beat you. Absolutely, and Colin Bennett, I mean, if, if I'm reading this correctly, I believe he only completed one pass, and that yep. was a screen in the first half. I mean, I know they barely touched the ball, but they ran a lot, and it was ineffective, and it, it, passes were either incomplete, you had the one on the penalty, and the one screen pass catch. Really, they kept yep. Bennett who's had a good season with 924 yards and 11 touchdowns, they made him essentially non-existent in the first half. Yeah, I mean, he had one really good throw to Matty Robinson, which looked like it could have been a touchdown from Centralia, but instead of leading it to the back of the end zone and hitting Rob, Matt, uh, Matty Robinson in stride, he put it towards more towards the front pylon and tried to drop it in the bucket, which made it much more harder so throw to catch. So we will see Bennett in that offense for the Panthers to start the second half trying to cut into what is a three-score lead for Hallsville. I'm sure they're feeling good in the first half. But one thing I do, and it's not often to talk about adjustments for the other team to make it half, it would not shock me if we see Centralia come out of the locker room and the corners are a little bit more pressed up because yeah. Matheny was taking advantage of the off coverage all day long, and if they don't fix it, he'll probably continue to do that. I mean, those corners really, as just said, were not scared of Matheny's arm, and it has hurt them a lot. And maybe... The Centralia coaches thought maybe Colton Nichols would play because it was really up in the air of who would be starting quarterback. And, again, there's not a lot of tape on McDini either. And so. I, I want to highlight, too, one play by the defense that I really think set the tone on the game. Garrison Ballard, who had a fumble recovery and a touchdown last week, 
first drive of the game after Halswell had punted. It was a third down play for Centralia and a completion that would have moved the change and got a first down, but Ballard came flying in from his linebacker position, laid out the receiver and knocked the ball out of his hands for an incompletion. Yeah. And you go to, instead of a first down to move the change and a chance for Centralia to jump out to an early lead, instead it's a punt away. And I think that really set the tone for how Hallsville has played this half. They have punched Centralia in the mouth yep. repeatedly. I mean, you hit it on the nose. That set the tone on defense. They've come out firing all cylinders, and they really just look like the team that's wanted it more here tonight. So we'll see what Hallsville can do in the second half. We can win their second straight playoff game, beat Palmyra 38-0 last week. They're up 20 to nothing against Centralia, a team which, by the way, it's been a tough matchup for them as of late. Had the 26-20 loss in Week 2, and then last year in the playoff game for Hallsville against Centralia, they were barely able to squeak out a 38-36 win, eventually ended up losing to Bowling Green the next week. A team that Hallsville could play, but Hallsville, if they do win, they will play either Bowling Green or Clark County next week. Let's hear some of the other scores of playoff games that are going on right now. Uh, so so far, we got two finals in so far. Um, Boonville has beat Mexico. They'll move on in the playoffs, 27 to 13. Southern Boone drops to Moberly, 20 to 21. So their season is over. And last time we saw that Dylan Hare squad in Blair Oaks around 35 minutes ago, we're up on North Callaway, 28-0 in the first quarter. Um, Herman trails St. Francis Borga, 21 to 14. And that looks like all the scores I got so far for you. Trying to find the score of the Bowling Green game because that obviously impacts Hallsville next week. They still have to win this football game, but it certainly does have an impact. Yep. Another big thing, too, that has an impact in this game like we thought it might. No rain so far. Yep. And Hallsville, honestly, it may play into their advantage if it does in the second half because you would assume it would turn into a running football game, which in turn drains clocks and hurts comebacks. But... I mean, this game was moved up because of the threat of rain, and so far we're only at 7.06 when the game would have originally started, but no rain so far, and with about seven minutes to go left in halftime, hopefully that continues, mainly for our sake, so we have better visibility, but yeah. for the players' sake as well, I guess that's important. Yep, and uh, one more score update for you. Jeff City, 14 minutes ago, took a 99-yard touchdown drive to take the lead on Kirksville. 19 to 14. Well, I think that's just about all the analysis that we have at the half. Try and get that Bowling Green score while we're away as well. There's still business to take care of for Hallsville. About seven minutes or so until they will be back on the field on defense to start the second half. Fans here on the home side are looking for something to cheer for other other than me yelling out the press box window whenever Hallsville scores a touchdown. So we'll see what happens with that. But we're going to step away now for another couple minutes. Get prepared for the start of the second half. Up 20 to nothing is your Hallsville Indians. And they'll be back out on the field when we return on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal. We're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 
1-800-331-5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares, innovative communication solutions. Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work, and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we can teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers. With some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business at hallsville school district our educators do more than just teach lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom for students to succeed it takes an entire district-wide team join hallsville school district's team today now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions Visit Hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. Fans, when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well in stride? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need 
more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Role models are more important than ever in today's society. You can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event. Good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions. So the next time you attend a sporting event, remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. about ready to go for the third quarter between Hallsville and Centralia in the second round district playoff game. Winner moves on to next week, next Friday night to play either Bowling Green or Clark County who are also facing off right now. But more importantly, the matter at hand, Hallsville with a 20 to nothing lead and just about ready to boom it away to start the third quarter. I'm Ben Schmidt alongside me, campaign. As always, thank you so much for spending your Friday night with us. For all the Hallsville faithful, not at the stadium, just as loyal listening in here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hopefully another big half in store for Hallsville. It's going to start on a defense, and we'll see what adjustments the Panthers made on offense in the locker room. Man, those of you that are listening to Hallsville faithful, we've got to be happy right now. But definitely the fans in the stands, and that student section packed out too. They're all happy here today. So both teams just now taking the field, and it's just about time to go. 20 to nothing, actually 22 to nothing, pardon me. Hallsville with a dominant first half. Did I go the entire halftime show saying 20 to nothing? I might have. It's uh, 22 well, to nothing. That was the final score last time we were here, 26-20 Centralia, but 22-0. I've got it fixed now. It's 22 to nothing. Hallsville leads, and Jack Jure is just about to kick it away to what's Whistler back there deep to receive for Centralia. 
And here we go. Ball is put down on the tee. 12 minutes is on the scoreboard. Everyone for Centralia on their feet along with Hallsville. Here comes the run, the kick, and here we go underway in the second half of this district game. The ball is bumped immediately, but then it's picked up. 25-yard line. Nice tackle. He gets to the 26 for Aiden Ski. The safety makes the tackle. And that's right about where Centralia will start from their own 26-yard line. Their worst starting fielding position of the day by far. Ski's a tackling machine, has 6.8 tackles per game. So we'll see what Bennett can do leading the Centralia offense in the second half, trying to have much better results for a first half that saw them put up a zero on the scoreboard. Breaking the huddle now is that Panthers offense facing that stout defensive line for the Indians. And here we go, 22 to nothing ball game, first and 10 from their own 27 for Centralia. Shotgun snap, here's the give to Wilkerson. He's gonna not get more than a couple yards before he's being brought down. Gets about two yards on the carry and right in there to make the tackle was a couple different defenders, but bleeding the tackling effort there was Garrison Ballard, second down and about nine. Tyson Perigo also in there on the tackle. So those two combined to hold Wilkerson for just one yard and Wilkerson who's averaging 158 yards per game I mean, I don't even think he has 40 in the first half. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely held under 100, I can tell you that. So it's second down and nine, just underway, second half of football here in Centralia. Hallsville with a big lead. Here's the shotgun snap, and it's going to put it in. Now fake it. His play action is tipped, and it falls incomplete. Breaking into the backfield immediately was Jaden Walters as Bennett tried to shake it shot downfield. Instead, it falls incomplete thanks to the knockdown by Walters, and it's third and nine. Great interference by Walters there to get his hands up. Interrupt the pass, because who knows if that pass doesn't get interrupted where it's going. Looked like he was going for the wide receiver, Ethan Adams. I believe that's who he was targeting on the play. And looked like the way he was winding up, like he was going to take a shot down that far side. And instead, Walters says no and knocks it down. Third and nine, obvious passing situation. So Bennett goes shotgun formation. Three wide receivers to a right and another to his left. Wilkerson snaps directly right to him. Bennett takes snap. He's rolling right all the way. Throws to the six. And it's caught for a first down up across the 40-45. Receiver on the play making the catch for Centralia. is Jesse Calbero. And that's a big completion. First one that is caught by anyone other than the running back for Centralia. And it gets all the way up to the 46. And, and that's probably Centralia's best play all day so far. So rolling out was Bennett to try and buy some time, and all in all it ends up at just about a 20-yard completion to Calbero, Caballero, pardon me. And now they go first down and 10 approaching midfield. Jumbo package for the offense. Bennett in the shotgun. He is going to give it to Wilkerson running to the left. He gets through the line and then is going to be dragged down from behind. Lucas Hollett swings him down. He's going to pick up about three yards on the play, but a nice tackle there by, Lullet, by Hollett to sling him down. It's second down and about six. That was a... Heck of a tackle there. He slung him down to the ground like a sack of logs, but whew. So now into Hulsville territory is the Centralia offense, thanks to the four-yard run by Wilkerson. They've started this drive coming out fast. We're just about a minute and 40 seconds into the second half, and Centralia is already on the move. So at least initially the halftime adjustments are working. Peter snapped to Bennett. It's a QB keeper. Tries to run right up the middle, and then Garrison Ballard and Xavier Stinson bring him down. He's only going to pick up about two yards on the play before eventually being tackled. DJ Larkin came away with the football, but they had already blown the play dead. And so it's going to be third down after the QB run, essentially right up the gut by Colin Bennett. Should have called four progress a lot sooner than that. It was just a tussle for like a good five seconds. 
So it's a gain there to make it third down and four. We'll see what Bennett and this offense can go with. Clearly four down territory at this point now that they're in to Hallsville territory unless they take a huge loss on this third down play. Two wide receivers on the right side for Bennett and another in single coverage to the near sideline. Shotgun, it's pistol formation for Cinchelia. Bennett's going to take the snap, give to Wilkerson running up the middle. He's across the 45. He's going to get down to about the 44. That's right about where he needed to get for the first down. And based on the ref, he is short. It's going to bring up fourth down and about one, maybe one and a half. Definitely going to go for it here. I would expect a run play. Well, clearly the Centralia fans do not like that call. One in front of us thinking that he should have been given about another yard or two than he was. Switch fourth and two. This is huge right there after the run to Wilkerson. We'll see if Hallsville can make the stop. It's fourth and two from the 45-yard line of Hallsville. Shotgun's formation for Bennett. We'll see what he decides to go with right here. Three wide receivers. Bennett's going to fake it. Now he's going to try and run, and he's not going to get he it. Looks like tackle short. He's brought down in the backfield by Jake Crane and Tyson Perigo, and it's a turnover on downs. Talk about getting in there in a hurry. Big Step up there by the Hallsville defense all year. They've made they stuck into the games and just haven't been quite as good. But they're getting a fourth down stop exactly what they needed. So defensive line showing its prowess right there on that play. And about three and a half minutes into the second half, they turn away Centralia once again. Five drives for the Panthers. All five they have been kept from scoring any points. Here comes the offense from their own 45-yard line for Hallsville. Perfect first half from Athenia, near perfect one. He goes 14 for 16 with two touchdowns. Now what does he have in store in the second half? Four pass catchers all lined up, two on each side. Matheny's going to take the snap. It's a give to foul. He's across the 45-50, and he's into Centralia territory. Dropped down at about the 48-47 yard line. And a nice run there to start the drive for Hallsville. Ben, remember what I said earlier when those four or five-yard runs start to get up a little bit more? That was about eight that time. Well, now it would certainly be the situation where you'd want to start ramming it down the throat of Centralia and really start to hammer home this ball game. If they could have a drive like they did in the first quarter when they got the ball with about 10 minutes, took it all the way down, that would be really huge right here. It's second down and two now into Centralia territory. This is the fifth drive of the game for the Indians. They've scored on three out of those so far. Pistol formation, Xavier Stinson comes in motion. Matheny's going to take the snap. He turns and hands it to Fowler, trying to bounce it left side. He's going to swing out of one tackle, gets to about the 45. So I think he's going to end up picking two or three on the play. Generous but it looked spot. like he was going to be mocked down behind the line of scrimmage. Well, it would be a generous spot. It looked like he was initially maybe an inch short, but refs give a generous spot. First down for Hallsville. Really controlling the clock here. So it's first down and 10 for Hallsville. Needed two, and that's just about what Harrison Fowler got. And now under eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Trying to add it was a 22 to nothing lead. Got to be a sense of urgency, you would think, a little bit on the defensive side of the ball for the Panthers at this point. Yep. And the important thing, if you're Centralia, if you press on defense, Hallsville could gas you for a play. So you just got to see ball and go tackle ball. First down at 10. Matheny's going to bring Xavier Stinson in motion. He takes snap and gives to Fowler again. He's going to try and bounce it near side, breaks a tackle, lowers the shoulder, and gets up to about the 42. So he's only going to get about three or two yards on the play. Had to work for it, and it's second down at about seven. I have to say, Harrison Fowler has an underrated stiff arm. He's able to break a couple tackles there thanks to it. They're on the 42-yard line of... Centralia Hallsville. I mean, I think they'd be more than content to just keep burning this clock yep. right now and keep that offense out on the other sideline for Centralia. An offense that is averaging about 27.3 points per game, and they've got a good old zero so far. We're through about two and a half quarters in this one. 
new look for Hallsville on this next play. Shotgun formation with Fowler to the left of Matheny. He throws. It's going to be incomplete. No, it's actually nope. It's incomplete. The way that Lampkins had the pass after he picked it up, he looked like he made thought it would have been backwards so he could run with it. But it was ruled a forward pass. The incompletion there from Matheny and just the third incompletion of the game. And that's perfectly fine, but it stops the clock if you're Centralia, which is a good thing. Well, they were trying to get the screen to the far sideline to Aiden Lampkins, and it had to navigate through some traffic right there. There were a couple different defenders for Centralia that came screaming in. It was just a little high and off the hands of Lampkins, so unable to reel in his sixth catch of the game. And this is now huge. This is exactly what Centralia needs to get back in this game. Halsell could really put a dagger in it if they can move the chains right here. Third down and eight from the 46-yard line of Centralia. Pistol formation for Paskitterson on the play. Matheny takes snap. He's going to fake it to Fowler. He's got all day to throw. He's still on one-on-one coverage. And diving catch to Lampkins. Made the catch what he did. What a catch. He's down at the 15-yard line. A gain of about 30 yards. And that's the second time that Lampkins has laid out to bring one in this game. What a play by the senior wide receiver. What a great diving catch by Lampkins, but the throw by McFeeney, he threw it over the outside shoulder of the corner. Lampkins is able to make a play on it because of it. Dives, gets it. What a play for Hallsville. So a 35-yard catch from Lampkins. Second time this game, he's had a catch of 35-plus yards in his 6-1 of the game. He's got to be pushing 100 receiving yards on the game, and it's first and 10 from the 11, and the Hallsville defense once again quiets this Panthers crowd, starting from their own 45, looking to punch it in for the fourth time this game. Pistol formation. Matheny is going to take the snap. He's going to turn. Give it to Fowler. Trying to bounce it right up the middle. He's going to get inside the 10. Falls ahead to maybe about the 8. It's a short gain there on first down. You know, Hallswell just going to be content here. Probably going to run the football. Play some more clock. They are in position to score here. And going to make it a four-score game. Seth Hayes can't make the tackle on that last play. There is a flag on the play. Trying to figure out what it is. The two referees... Uh, closest to us are discussing what the call would be right here. Holding would back up Hallsville, and it looks like it's going to be false starts. The play actually will never happen. It's going to be first down and 15. Wow. I thought it would be that because I don't think they came set on second down after the run, so I think that false start is going on the first down play. It is first down and 15. So Hallsville gets backed up a little. They're still at the 16 of Centralia, but it's first down and 15. And the way they're moving this football, I don't think you feel a whole lot of doubt that they can pick I mean, this up. I mean, the way Brady Matheny's been throwing the ball, the way Harrison Fowler's has been running the ball, the way Lampkins has been making big catches downfield. <laughs> I mean, sure, back us up. Well, for the senior receiver, I mean, this is, has to be his best game of the season. Yeah. What a better, what, could not have picked a better time to pull this one out. So first and 15 from the 16. It's going to be give to Fowler, trying to bounce it out to the left side. Now cuts back in. He's going to get inside the 15, maybe to about the 14. It'll be a very short gain and bring up second down on about 13 or so. Tough running there by Fowler. Couldn't quite get the edge, but gets a couple yards there. It's second down and 12 for this offense. Hit the 520 mark to go in the third quarter. Hallsville burning up a lot of clock. This is their first drive of the half after forcing a turnover on downs for Centralia's offense. And now trying to really add on to this lead. Eight more points could make this a 30 to nothing ball game for the 5-5 five and five Hallsville Indians facing the 7-2 and two Centralia Panthers. Technically Hallsville 4-5, and five, but after the playoff win last week, they're 5-5. Five and five. It's another give on second and 12 to Fowler. He's going to go right up the middle, not get a whole lot. He gets close to the 10. It'll make it th set third down in about nine, but back-to-back -back shorter runs for Fowler. And now a big third down again upcoming, and not as much room to work with yeah. as you get closer to the end zone, so can't take a deep shot right here. But right. they can get a first down. They would have to get to the one-yard line, though. It's third and ten from the 11. What are you drawing up right here if you're Hallsville? I mean, um, just 
Honestly, throw anything over the middle. Brady Matheny's been smart with anything over the middle. I would expect a screen here, too. They've had a nice, good screen game, especially when getting blocks for the screen. And also, this is uh, four-down territory because Hallsville does not have a kicking game. Under 4.20 to go now in the third quarter. Clock continuing to tick. Third down and 10. Pistol formation. It's play action. Fake to Fowler. He's looking on the out route to, and it's incomplete. He was going for Seavers, and it was knocked away by the cornerback. Thankful there, but Caden Dunn didn't pick that off. Regardless, it hits the ground, and it's incomplete. And that was an adjustment by Centralia. They kept backing up on those little out routes, but they stopped yeah, They stopped rolling rolling back on those out routes and played the route instead, and that's what caused the incompletion. Well, Caden Dunn almost had his third interception of the season, but regardless, makes a very good pass breakup on the play, prevents Seavers from either getting to the one or catching his second touchdown of the game. And now it's fourth down and 10 for Hallsville. As you mentioned a moment ago, they will go. They don't have a kicking game. There's eight seconds on the play clock. They're just now getting set at the line of scrimmage. Two wide receivers near side, two more on the far side. Isaac Stinson goes in motion. Here's the shotgun snap. Matheny dropping back. He's got pressure. He's going to be brought down for a sack. As coming in, Braden Shelton brings him down, and that's a turnover on a down for Hallsville. Bringing a blitz there. It's really, really risky for Centralia because it could have left an open man, but the blitz gets home. And McFeeney's sacked, and now Centrelli takes over. So give Braden Shelton a big sack right there. He came in with 31 tackles, three and a half tackles for a loss. He already had a tackle for a loss earlier and gets the sack right there. Big stop for Centralia. We'll see if that can turn the momentum as they'll start this drive from their own 16-yard line. Cohen Bennett is in the shotgun formation. He's got four wide receivers in on the play, two to each side of him, and Wilkerson directly behind him. Junior quarterback takes the snap. He's looking far side on the near slant route, and it's going to be caught. going to only get up to about the 23-yard line. So it's actually a nice game. Going to make yeah. it about second and three as Ethan Adams makes the catch. So Trailer's offense, you got to start playing with a little bit of urgency because we're around 350 left in this quarter. And then in high school football, you got 12 minutes in the, at the end of each quarter. So. so play goes from their own 16 to the 21. They pick up five is. This third quarter continues to wind down, and here comes Centralia back out of the huddle, trailing this one by 22 points. Here comes the shotgun snap to Cohen Bennett. He's going to give to Wilkerson. Balls on the ground. Hosel, it looks like they may have it. It was a fumbled exchange between Bennett and Wilkerson, and now which way? Well, the right point is Hosel football. What a good break for Hallsville. Nightmare scenario for Centralia, and now Hallsville has another chance to threaten basically right where they were from a little bit ago. And now they change the direction, and it's actually Centralia football. The ref had initially pointed in Hallsville's way, and when that pile cleared, that ref changed his mind. Interesting right there, because you don't if you see that that often. You do not. And don't know who eventually emerged with the football. Hallsville had a chance at it. The defensive lineman had a chance to dive at that football. But now it's going to end up staying with Centralia. But big, though, it is third and eight. They lose a couple yards on the play. Looks like it's raining a little Looks bit like here. Looks like the rain may be starting to come down right now. So it's third down and eight, 310 to go. Centralia catches a massive break that Hallsville did not recover that football, and the refs changed their mind on the signal. Third and eight from their own 18. Wilkerson now to the left of Colin Bennett after the fumble is wiped off the board. Shotgun snap, Bennett rolling out to his left. He's going to set the feet, try and throw. It's high and it's incomplete. He had a receiver, but he airmailed him right there. He was going for bow hatted. Instead, it's incomplete. It's fourth down. He didn't have the front foot open to the receiver there and what that happens is it causes the balls it causes the ball to sail and that's exactly what happened so we'll see what centralia is going to do right here they need eight yards to pick this up and usually you would not think a situation where you'd go for it but 
Troy Halsell's been moving the football and taking time off yeah. the clock. Down 22 points with about 15 minutes total of game time to play. It's do or go home. I mean, that's, we'll see what they end up doing. No one back to receive for Halsell. They're expecting this one to be gone for. So Colin Bennett is in the shotgun. Now he's going to back up there, going to punt this football away and send their defense back out there. So it is booted away. It's a beautiful punt. It's going to land at about the 30-yard line of Halsell and then keep on rolling. I'll tell you what, Colin Bennett has a leg, and it's going to go roll all yeah. the way down to about the 20-yard line of Hallsville. So Detroit's putting faith in their defense, but a good stop there by Hallsville after the turnover on downs to get the ball right back. And Hallsville's defense has stepped up big here tonight, holding this Centralia offense that scored around 27 points per game to a goose egg so far. So, so far, Hallsville has held Centralia to punt, punt, turnover on downs, end a half, turnover on downs, and punt. Would have forced a second turnover if... Uh, not for the change of hearts by the referees. And maybe Centurion did eventually come out of that pile with the football, but interesting decision to eventually roll one way, then switch to the other. So here comes Matheny and this offense. They'll start from their own 16-yard line. Worst starting field position of the day for this offense. Taking their sweet time. They've got under eight seconds to go on the play clock. It's pistol formation, jumbo package for Halsell. So we see if they go run here. They're going to give it to Fowler. He breaks through a tackle and then is going to be met hard it looks like he got to about the 20, so I think he got four or five on the play. We're at an angle, but it's going to be a nice run there on first down to bring up second and medium. Fowler's been running strong this game so far, and he's looked great doing it. So second down and six for Hallsville. They get up to the 21-yard line of Centralia. See whether they go run again right here as this one continues to wind down. We're approaching the two-minute mark in the third quarter, and Halsell's got a 22 to nothing lead in this one. They have been in control from start to up to this point. It's not pistol formation, but it is shotgun formation for Colin Bennett. Three wide receivers to his right. Now he's going to bring Xavier Stinson in motion into the backfield. He takes snap. It's going to be a draw to Fowler, trying to turn the corner, and he slips and falls down. I don't even think he got back to the line of scrimmage right there. May have lost two on the play, and it's going to bring up third down and about eight after Fowler slips. Maybe he's starting to get a little slick out there. Seeing the fans bring out the umbrellas. Some of them bring out the ponchos. So maybe field's starting to get a little bit wet there. So he's going to lose about three yards on the play, maybe two, and bring up third down and seven. See if Centralia's gamble to punt and put their defense back out there pays off if they can get the ball right back here. Hallsville certainly, if they don't pick up this first down, would just boot it away. No reason to get risky right here, but could pick up the third down and move the chains. Two wide receivers to Matheny's left. Another one to his right directly behind him is Fowler. Takes a shotgun snap, fakes it to Fowler. He's going to pull it, now trying to step up in the pocket. He's going to be swung down, and he's going to be taken down for a sack after the pressure finally got home as a couple different defenders for Centralia were eventually able to get in there and make the tackle. Looks like they were led on the play by Cade Smith. I believe that was who eventually brought him down. Regardless, it's going to be a sack. And it's going to bring up fourth down, and now Halls will boot it away using Harrison Fowler. How do you rattle a young quarterback? Well, that's simple. You bring pressure, and a lot of them cannot handle that pressure, and that's exactly what happened there. So returner standing back at about his own 45-yard line for Centralia. Halsell looking like they'll take this one all the way down. Ten more seconds on the play clock. They don't have to really hurry it. Now Fowler takes a snap, and he boots it away. It's not a deep punt. It lands at about their own 40. It's going to roll up to about the 46 and that's where the Centralia offense will start. They'll start in Hallsville territory at their 46-yard line. So, I mean, really, after the decision upon away, it's almost as just Centralia moved all the way up to the 46 and took a couple minutes off the clock. So Gamble yep. pays off now, see if their offense can take advantage. Definitely not the score here because they got 22 seconds left in this quarter. 
and they'll have only 12 minutes in the fourth. First time that Centralia is starting in Hallsville territory. They start at their 47-yard line looking to get that zero off the scoreboard as they trail this one 22 to nothing. If this play is kept on the ground, probably the last play of the third quarter, just 22 seconds to go, and here comes Colin Bennett. He's in the pistol formation. He's going to take the snap. It's a pass all the way. Now trying to step up. He's under pressure, and down he goes. He evaded it for a second, but then Jay Crane was in there to clean it up, and that's going to be a sack as Jake Crane has got the first one for him of the game. And with eight seconds to go, that looks like it may end the quarter. And Jake Crane gets credit for the sack. What's been key for Hallsville is that they dominated the Centralia offensive line all night long. Looks like they're not going to get the snap off before the quarter comes to an end. And we will go to the fourth. No one scored in the quarter. Most importantly for Hallsville, they keep Centralia out of the end zone once again. And will head into the fourth with a 22-point lead. 12 minutes to play stands between them and a trip to the next round. We'll be back for the start of the fourth in just a moment. The score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time. But the actions of players, coaches, and spectators leave lasting impressions. The next time you attend a high school game, think of how history will remember you. Choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. Remember, the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. of the fourth quarter now between Hallsville and Centralia. Ben Schmidt campaign here on the Show Me Sports Network and trying to get the crowd into it in between quarters was the Centralia bum, crowd. Bum, yeah, bum. every middle-aged every, <laughs> every middle parent is, is loves Sweet Caroline and the ones here at Centralia did as well. Second and 12, it's going to be a quick play. It's pass is caught, breaking one tackle now and getting up near the 40 and still going and now oh. inside the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Five touchdown, and Jesse Caballero has gone 51 yards for Centralia's first touchdown of the game thanks to two broken tackles. Caballero's, Caballero's second catch of the game, and Centralia's into the end zone. Hey, Benton, the rain's starting to come down now, and just as the rain starts coming down, Centralia gets a big play for a touchdown. So it's actually, I was on the wrong side of the 49. It's a 49-yard touchdown catch, but regardless, it all counts for six points, and now extra point pending. Looking to make this a real game now, and just a two-possession one, and just one play into the first quarter. Snap is high, so the extra point's going to have to be turned into a two-point conversion. Holder's just trying to run it. He's trying to turn the corner, lowers the shoulder, and he gets in. So makes the busted play into a two-point conversion. And it looks like the man who turned that into a two-point conversion was Ethan Adams. The holder, Adams, just picked up that snap and was able to turn the corner. It's now 22-8. Now, don't see that that often. But thanks to Caballero and Adams, now on the board is Centralia for the first time. Ben, ben we usually see that on the Tuesday night matchin on ESPN. But here, it's um, in high school football. So give Bennett his first touchdown of the game in his 12th of the season. And now really big here, Hallsville needs to stop this momentum and at the very yep. least take some time off the clock with this next drive. If Hallsville can take this clock to five minutes, it's going to be a lot harder for Centralia to get back in it. They got points here, but they're still down two scores. 
We're at the 11:47 mark, just essentially coming out of break for the start of the fourth quarter, and it was it was essentially just a comeback route to Caballero. Actually, he caught the pass. He wasn't even past the first down marker yet, but he spun out of one tackle, broke two more, and then just outran everyone for the touchdown. That's huge right there, just because one gets Centrillo on the board, but it was quick too, and they save a whole yeah. lot of time now kicking this ball away. Then the rain is coming down hard now. You can see it in the lights of the stadium here, and it is just coming down. Well, thankful for us, we are under some covering, so that allows us to keep doing this broadcast and not have to worry about the equipment. Kick is booted away. It's brought in by Harbison inside his own 15, up across the 20, near the 24 before he's brought down. It's actually Isaac Stinson who was on the return. Regardless, he's going to get to about his 23, 24-yard line, and here comes Braden Matheny in the offense. Now, one thing to know about Hallsville, the passing game has very much cooled off from the first half, but Centralis had a tough time stopping that run game with Harrison Feller. So we'll see how dynamic this offense is first down and 10 for Hallsville yeah you're right the rain is certainly coming down now we can see it it is pouring out there that's why they moved this game up about an hour otherwise if they didn't we'd probably still be either at the end of the first half or in halftime right now instead we're at the start of the fourth quarter Hallsville gonna snap this ball from their own 25 I think they got a little bit of a generous snap there on that return generous spot pardon me Matheny so far has got two touchdowns, no turnovers. He's in the pistol formation now. Here's a snap turn to give to Matheny. He breaks one tackle in the backfield and then gets up across the line of scrimmage. He's only going to pick up about two. Should make it about second and eight. Strong run there by Howler. Get a couple yards. They gave him a generous spot, second and six. Can't complain. I won't complain. It feels like the last two spots have been a little generous for Hallsville, but I certainly will not complain about that. Under 11.20 to go in this ballgame, Hallsville looking to hang on to what is a 14-point lead for them is now second and six. They're taking their sweet time. They can run the 16 more seconds off the play clock if they want to. No reason to hurry it up. Centralia does have all three timeouts, but they're the ones with the backs against the wall. Going in motion is Xavier Stinson. Matheny takes a snap, give to Fowler, trying to bounce it right side, and he's going to fall forward up near the 30-yard line. And he's not going to pick up a whole lot right there. I think he just got back out to the line of scrimmage. And it's third down. And this is huge now for Hallsville. Yep. So, Mr. Trailer, you're thinking you got plenty of time right now. Well, this is the situation where the rain hurts Hallsville. It's coming down even more and more now. And even starting to come down sideways a little bit. And when you need to throw the football right here in a third down and four, I mean, rain's not going to make that any easier, that's for sure. I mean, it is pouring right now. It was all, We had no rain yep. for the first three quarters, and then start of the fourth, boom, it is coming down harder than ever. So here we go, 10-22 to go in the game, third and four. Halso leads by 14, and then a flag on the play, and this might back him up five more. Didn't see whether it was a legal motion or a false start, and it might be someone was not set correctly and now that's huge because instead of third and four you still could run the ball if you want to it is third down at nine head coach for Hallsville Justin Connors is actually discussing with the ref I think he was trying to plead his case there but call's going to go against Hallsville regardless and that's huge because now essentially you have to pass you could have ran on third yeah. and four but you're probably going to see a pass now it wouldn't surprise me here if Hallsville tried to run it and just bleed more time off this clock they're on their own 25-yard line, essentially right back where this drive started, looking to avoid a second straight three and out and having to punt this ball back to the Panthers' offense. Pistol formation. Matheny's going to take the snap. He gives to Fowler. Goes up the middle. He's across the 30, 35, and he got the first down. Wow. He's up near the 40-yard line, and a gutsy call on 39 turns into a gain of 14. Harrison Fowler, the senior running back, when they needed him, he picks up the first down on some tough running. 
Ben, is it me or is like each time he got closer to the first down mark, he just kept breaking arm tackles? And it seemed like he was picking up speed too. I mean, there was a burst there in the middle of that tackle. So they go from their own 25 up to the 39-yard line, a pickup of 14 for Harrison Fowler, and move the change under 10 minutes now to go in this football game. That's got to be a backbreaker for the Centralia defense. You thought you were going to get the ball back after a three and out, and not only that, they run the ball on you, and they run it yep. for a first down against a defense that was allowing just 14 points per game. Not to mention on third and long, too, they ran it. Well, the Hallsville opposing crowd over there on that sideline is jumping around. They are getting into this one, sensing a little bit of momentum. Matheny's going to run the play clock all the way down. This is smart right here. Matheny now takes a snap, gives a foul, he drops the ball, but then just falls on it. He's going to lose about three yards on the play, but maybe the rain coming into effect yep. a little bit. Although, as I look up at the lights, I mean, it may have at least slowed down, maybe even stopped yeah. altogether. It was good by Fowler to fall on that ball as opposed to trying to pick it up. You see a lot of times some running backs will try to pick it up and try to do something. Nope, just fall on it. You're tackled inbounds. Clock's going to keep rolling. So a loss of two yards on the play. Second and 12 from their own 37 as we now approach nine minutes to go. And you said, even if Hallsville doesn't score, if they could take this thing down to five or six minutes, yep. that'd be a win because 14 points in that period of time That's would be really a hard to order. do. So now second down and 12, Matheny in the shotgun formation. Jumbo package, only two pass catchers out on the play. Ball is snapped, and it's on the ground, and Matheny just has to fall on it again, and the wet football is hurting Hallsville now as that step never even got off the grass, and now it's going to be third down and about 15. Yeah, you said it looks like it's slowing down. It looks like it's picked up a little bit more now, too. It's picked up on the, on the football, that's for sure. Now the wind. Snapped, that snap never even got off the ground, and Matheny essentially just fell on it. It's third down and 16, and now... Almost can be sure that Halls was probably just going to run this football here and punt it away if they have to. If they run the ball here, they could be punting it away with about seven and a half minutes left. Which is still a win if you're Hallsville because the Centralia offense is not built to score really, really quickly. Well, it is tough, though. You, you would love to see. I mean, the last two plays for Hallsville have just been fumbled snaps. They haven't even got to really run a play in the last two. Here's the third down play. It's going to be give to Fowler. He gets back to the original line of scrimmage, and then he's brought down. So he's going to pick up six yards on the play, but now four of the ten from their own 39. You'd expect Hallsville to punt this football away. I mean, they wouldn't. They wouldn't think about going for it here, right? No, you, you do not. You wouldn't. You wouldn't dare. I mean, that would be that'd be a gutsy call. But if you pick it up, it would be one to remember. Now the rain is really coming down hard again. It's maybe it never meant away. Went away. Maybe yeah. my eyes were deceiving me. Ben, if you, if you try to go for it here, that would be a dumb call, not a gutsy call. Dumb call. Well, they're running the play clock all the way down. There's 13 smart. seconds. They may just take the delay of game here and then just punt it away if they don't want to burn a timeout. We'll see whether Conyers decides to use one or not. It's at 7.20, and he's going to take the timeout. So at two seconds on the play clock, Coach Justin Conyers uses the timeout. There's 7.15 to go in the game, so productive from the standpoint of they've wasted now a little over four and a half minutes on yep. this drive. Be interested to see if there's a rule in high school football where you can take another penalty and it'll just burn more time. Well, they called the timeout, so the clock's going to stop gotcha. here at this point. You would think maybe if Hallsville had a punter like Bennett that they would yeah. just keep taking away games because Bennett has a leg, but no disrespect to Fowler. We haven't necessarily seen yeah. him be booming it away 50, 60 yards. It's probably going to be close to a 30-yard punt right here, and you would assume that's what Hallsville's going to do out of this timeout. It would have been cool if Hallsville just took the penalty and then they had a false start and then an encroachment call because I don't know if that's a rule in high school football to where that could be where you can burn more time, but it used to be a rule in the NFL. You're going through your Bill Belichick yep. thought process right yep. now, aren't you? It's very much a chess bet. I think there's no rule about it in high school football. so. But we're not going to see that here. We're just going to see a standard pet because there was a timeout. 
So it is going to be punted away by Fowler. Fowler lines up at about his own 30-yard line. He's got the snap almost blocked, but he does get it away. So nicely done there by Fowler, and it's going to take a generous Halsell roll and roll down to about the 30-yard line. And nicely done there by Fowler. Wanted to get that away, and here comes the Cincelli offense down by 14 points. They're going to have to score quickly here. They cannot afford to go down to three minutes, two minutes left in this game because if they do, they likely will not win this ball game. Apologize if we've been going on in and out on connection here a little bit in the last minute or so. Wi-Fi is, is, is really hanging on for dear life at the moment, but we should be good to go. Says we are back on. I think he was just cutting it out there for a minute. So I do apologize about this, but you didn't miss much. It's still 22 to 8 after the touchdown about five minutes ago in terms of game clock by Sincelli. And before the next play, looks like they're going to reset the play clock and never reset to 25. So tall order now for Sincelli. They're down 22 to 8. And with 7.07 to play in their playoff lives, they've got to go score 14. First pass Ooh. is completed, but immediately making the tackle against Jack Romine. And it's going to be a very short game to bring up second down and still about six. I want to talk about a good square hit. That's what it was. Got the shoulder square and just planted him. So think that's the first catch of the game for Jack Romine. They've targeted him before, but believe that's the first time he's hauled one in. It is second and six from their own 31 for Centralia. A pistol formation. They've got to move quickly. Bennett takes a snap looking far side. He's going to wind up, throw it on the out route, and it's going to go incomplete off the hands of Caballero. Would have had him for a gain of about four, but it goes off its hands, and it's now third and six. Yeah, you would assume maybe it's four down territory here. Got to get something going. 6.37 left in this game. Because if you've punt this ball back to Hallsville, they're just going to bleed more clock. So we'll see what play call they decide to go with. You mentioned it is four down territory. I think at this point where they are, a little closer to midfield and the way the, the, the down markers are at, I think you can really manage going for fourth down here unless they lose a bunch of yards, even then still probably. So here it is, third down and six for Centralia. Pistol formation, Bennett dropping back. He's looking far side on. He's got Caballero and he overthrew him incomplete. That would have been the first down if he puts it on Caballero. Instead he airmails him and what would have been a first down to ten is instead fourth and six. That's a huge break for Hallsville. It would have really just broken that zone that Hallsville had. They had three defenders and there was just a nice little hole for Caballero there on that corner route that just missed him. Oh, and Bennett missed him. That's back-to-back -back plays where Bennett and Caballero just cannot get on the same page. And with 6.33 to go in the game, down by 14 points, this could be the season if this one is not picked up by Centralia. Halsey would take over already at the 31-yard line of Centralia. Biggest play of the game for the Centralia offense. Snap to Bennett. He's looking right side, going for Caballero. And he overthrows him incomplete. Third straight time he went for Caballero. Third straight time he missed him. And Hosu will take over on down to 6.28 to play in the game up 14. Don't know if he would have been able to get the first yep. anyway. It was right at the sticks, but it goes out of bounds. And I think the rain may have played a factor right there. That's a turnover on downs. Good thing is if you're Centralia, Hosu does not have a kicking game. But bad news for Centralia is they're going to bleed a lot of this clock. So mark it up is the third turnover on downs of the game for the Centralia offense. And here comes Braden Matheny starting from the 31-yard line of Centralia. I believe, yep, this is the first time all game that Halsell has started inside Centralia territory. And a touchdown here would be essentially all she wrote. Matheny going to go under center. They're not going to mess around with the snap, and he's going to get it to Fowler, but then he's going to be met right away. And you can see why Halsell doesn't go under center a lot because Centralia burst through the line of scrimmage, and Matheny was being tackled as he was giving it to Fowler. Fowler maybe got a yard on the play at second and nine. That could have been a whole lot worse. Ben, I think that's one of the few times we've seen Hallsville's go under center, and I think they should just stick to shotgun because worst-case scenario is you have to fall on the football. 
who I, it's a tough spot for Halzer right here. We really have not seen him go under center all year, but last drive with the troubles of turning and handing the football off and the trouble with the snap, they've elected to do to a new strategy right here, and that's going under center. Second and nine, Mathini once again gets right up under the center, Boward, and this ball is dropped, and he just falls on it. So Halzer clearly having some difficulties right now, and now it's going to be third down and about 12. Again, that was really in danger since Charlie picking up. you, you got to go shotgun here. Just... Stop going under center at this we're at, point. We're at five and a half minutes to go in the game. Third down and 12 for Hallsville. They need to get to the 20-yard line of Centralia to move the sticks right here. And they may just be content at this point to take this thing under five minutes. And do you even punt it away at that? I mean, you could punt it just away and punt it like it. 10 yards if you wanted to. I mean, they're already deep in Centralia territory, nursing a 14-point lead. They're up 22 to 8. Have not scored a point in the second half so far. But they have controlled the clock and allowed Centralia to get in the end zone just once. Third down, give to Fowler. They do get it away. Fowler breaks one tackle. He's going up near the 15-yard line. He's not going to get the first down. They needed to get to about the 21. Excuse me, he's up near the 25, not the 15. He got to the 25, and he needed to get to about the 21. Well, so it's fourth and four. Now you have a real much shot more picking manageable. up. Yeah. yeah, much more manageable. They can probably drop a throw play if they like, but I highly doubt that since the rain's pouring, so expect the run. Well, Halswell doesn't have to take this next snap until about 4 minutes and 20 seconds to go in this game. I mean, if they really wanted to, they could just take it all the way down. Conyers call another timeout, and then they discuss what they're going to want to do. And the way they're all standing around, I think that's exactly what they're going to yep. do. So they'll take this thing all the way down to about 4 minutes and 20-ish seconds, then call the timeout and discuss this 4th and 4 play right here. I mean, at the very worst, if you don't pick it up, are you expecting Centralia to go score 14 points in 4 minutes and 20 seconds? Nope. The way the defense is played, I think Halswell would take that risk right here at this moment. I mean, if they stopped them right where they're at right now, it would be a have to be a 75-yard drive, 75-yard drive, in under around one minute 30 seconds to give yourself a real shot. So conversion right here would really salt this game away for Halswell as they look to win their second straight playoff game. First one they're playing on the road after hosting Paul Meyer at home last week. And the winner of this one will move on to face either Bowling Green or Clark County, who are also playing right now at a neutral site. So depending on who wins that game, may be wrong on this, but I believe if, if Clark County were to upset Bowling Green, Halsell may have a real shot at hosting next week based yep. on the seating. But still four minutes and 22 seconds to take care of business for the Indians, and a lot of it will come on what play they decide to call coming out of this timeout. They do burn their second timeout of the half, but I think they would gladly do that if they could get this play call right right, right here. Rain is still coming down, and it's even coming down sideways. Would you risk going out of the shotgun right here on fourth and four? Nope. Well, the referees are wiping down that football, so depending on how long it's on the ground, it could be relatively dry. They could go shotgun here. I mean, the reason why I say they should go shotgun is essentially they've had that struggles going under center. And I think they may just pooch kick this away. And unless they're going to go wildcat and just have Fowler run it, that could be what they do as well. That would be Fowler something. Fowler is in the wildcat. He takes a snap. It's a high snap. He's going to pick it up and break one tackle. Then he's going to be brought down. So Halswell's going to lose some yards on the play. It looked like they were just going to go wildcat and have Fowler try and get it. Instead, they lose some yards, and it's a turnover on downs. Not good there for Halswell, but 4.15 left for Centralia, and they have to go 75 yards. For them to have, for Centralia to have a real shot at this, they have to score within a minute and 30 seconds. Well, the big thing right there is it's going to be first and 10 from their own 25, first and trailer, is if Fowler doesn't stop that, stop that pass from getting past him, 
That could have been picked up and ran for a touchdown. Yep. But Fowler saved that play right here, and now it's all back onto the defense. They're at their own 32, not the 25. Pardon me. Shotgun snap to Bennett, going to throw near sideline. Colin Caballero makes the catch, and then Ballard brings him down. Big hit right there as Caballero makes his third catch, but Garrison Bauer laid the boom, and I think Caballero is still feeling that hit. Hope he, he is all right as he makes his way off the field. Hope he's okay Oof. as Bauer had made a hard hit. It's now second and five. You could hear the crowd just say boom on that hit. So hopefully once again, Caballero is all right on his third catch of the game. Ballard makes a tackle. Now the next play, shotgun snap. Bennett running for his life. He's going to take off and go. He's up across the 40, and he's going to get out of bounds about the 45. Xavier Stinson pushed him out of bounds. He needed to get to the 42, so he moves the change. And now Centralia approaching midfield down 14, 340 to go in the game. And he got out of bounds and stopped the clock. That's an important thing for Centralia. So now at least a little bit of life. A touchdown here and a touchdown quickly would really put a lot of pressure on Halls to a team that in their last actually really there are four drives this half holes has gone turnover on down punt punt turnover on downs rain clearly has been affecting their ability to snap and handle the football so now it's first down and 10 from the 48 yard line bennett drops back it's a design rollout trying to set up throws downfield he's got our receiver, but he skipped it to him it's incomplete he was trying to hit the receiver on the play not sure exactly who it was i think he was going for on the play Logan Rosenfelder. Instead, it's incomplete as he just couldn't get it there. And get not the end of the world as an incompletion because you got 330. It stops the clock at 335. Essentially need to go 52 yards and put this one in the end zone. Down 14 points, and they've just got three and a half minutes to do it. But they do have all three timeouts. Breaking the huddle now is this Panthers offense. Bennett in the shotgun. He's got his receiver, Wilkerson, who Hallsville has held in check. Wilkerson's directly to his right. Three wide receivers to the left of Bennett, one to his right. He's going to throw quickly, far sideline. It's a catch made and out of bounds. Logan Rosenfelder made that grab. That's his first catch of the Hold game. Hold him short. He's short of the first down, like you mentioned, but quick play right there, and it's third down at about two. Well, you would think in a normal situation, this is where you would turn and hand it to Wilkerson, but with not a lot of room to work with, or not a lot of time to work with, pardon me, you probably would pass yeah. the ball right here, I would assume. Also, has taken Wilkerson just essentially out of this ball game. I mean, they stopped him, and they've made Centralia one-dimensional. Hallsville crowd on the opposite sideline getting loud before this third and two play. Shotgun snap to Bennett. He throws. It's going to be caught by Matty Robinson inside the 40-yard line. Goes down at about the 40, excuse me, 39-yard line. So he moves the change as Bennett put it right on Robinson. That's his first catch of the game. Clock stops so the change can reset. So first and 10 now for Centralia. Change have been moved as there's 3.17 to go in the game. Snap to Bennett. He's looking far sideline. Catch is made by Jack Romine. Turns up field 35, and he's out of bounds. Inside the 35, gets to about the 33. And Centralia is on the move. That's the second catch of the game for Romine. Got three, uh, 3.11 left in this ball game. Got out of bounds. Shorter the marker, though, second and four. So they have not been getting big chunks, which is good for Hallsville, but Tinchelli is moving the football, and a score here would make this just a one-score game and give it back to Hallsville to either get a stop or put this ball game away. Bennett's got one fumble, although they did recover it. He also has a touchdown pass that came earlier in this quarter. Shotgun snap to Bennett. He's looking left all the way. It's one-on-one. -on -one. He chucks it up. Harbison in coverage, and it's knocked away incomplete. He was going for Caden Dunn, and Harbison was on him like glue. It's third and four. Got two shots to pick up four yards. Interesting to see what Centralio tries to draw up here. Well, Don has two touchdowns on the season. That would have got them inside the 10-yard line. It was essentially just a go ball. 
But I'll tell you what, I think Harbinson, he was he was running stride for stride with them right there. So it's third down and four now. They're at the 33-yard line of Hallsville. Just a couple seconds over three minutes left in this game. So a tall order now for Centralia. And once again, that Hallsville opposing crowd on that far sideline getting loud and trying to get in the ear of Centralia. Shotgun snap to Bennett. He throws far sideline. And it's caught and out of bounds inside the 25 is Ethan Adams. His second catch of the game is going to pick up about eight yards, maybe even nine, and move the change as Adams essentially just ran a comeback route there and Bennett put him on him. Great throw by Bennett. He's able to fit it up and over the defender. She was able to get out of bounds. So now at 3.01, play takes off just four seconds. It picks up nine yards. Centralia has fought and clawed the way at least to make this a close game again, especially if they can put a touchdown in right here. Bennett once again in the shotgun. It's his Ryan rollout looking to the left. He's now going to set the feet. He's going to chuck it essentially to the end zone. One-on-one -on -one coverage, and it's over. Everyone out of bounds. Logan Rosenfeld, the intended receiver. That may have been closer to a throwaway than it was an actual pass because it sailed away out of the end zone. Weston Grant in coverage, second and ten. And it's uh, 2.54 left. you got to have more urgency for Centralia here. Still down two scores. Well, they do have all three timeouts. I would, you hope for their sake that they wouldn't have to use one on this drive because they would like to use them to stop the clock on defense. They're on the 23-yard line of Hallsville is this Panthers offense. They've got just one touchdown. It was a 49-yard touchdown catch by Jesse Caballero. That came just a couple drives ago. Going in motion now from right to left is Jack Romine. Shotgun snap to Benny. He's throwing the outright. He's got a receiver to Aaron Mildum. It's incomplete. He was going for Bo Hatton. Would have picked up about 10 yards on the play, but Hatton could not leap up to make the catch. And it's incomplete. Third and 10. Another one where Bennett probably should have hit, but it's incomplete. Tough break there for Centralia, again, like you said, just airmailed the pass. So now it's going to be third down at 10. This is where on these last couple mm -hmm. drives, Hallsville has struggled at least a little bit. We've seen, especially on this drive, Centralia, they've gotten into third down, but they've picked it up every single time. And now a 2.50 to go in the ballgame, down 14. They're faced with a tall order of moving the change again. Trips wide receivers to the left, one to the right. Bennett, shotgun snap, drops back. He's looking to throw. He throws the out route, and Bo Haddon can't make the catch again. It was high again, and it's incomplete. Yeah, he had his fingertips on it. Like I said, it was a high ball, but it had fingertips on it. But I think the rain played a factor. Wet ball. Well, that would have picked up at least half of it. And with really, I mean, it was a well-designed play. Essentially just ran out into the flat was Haddon. And, if he turns up field, he probably picks up the first down. Instead, it's fourth and ten. Season comes down to this for Centralia. Yep. I mean, with 2.50 to go down 14, even though they have three timeouts, it, unless something catastrophic happens for Hallsville, this is season on the line for that offense. Hallsville, we're going to put him away with a stop right here. Shotgun snap to Bennett. He fakes a give to Wilkerson. He's looking. He's going to throw. End zone. The jump ball, and it's incomplete. He was going for Ethan Adams. There are no flags on the field, and it's a turnover on downs. And he had him, too. He was trying to get Ethan Adams. The throw, Adams had to go up and catch it. He could not bring it in. And that's going to send the Sicilli offense back to the sideline. And here comes the Hallsville offense. And Hallsville coming in here. That looks like we got a final. Waiting to hear this. Oh, Bowling Green, it put up 67 points. So if Hallsville wins this game, they will face Bowling Green next week. That is a rematch from last year's game. It would be a rematch and a chance for revenge from Hallsville. So first and 10 from their own 23 for this offense on their ninth drive of the game. Turn, give to Fowler, running left side. He's crossed the 25, gets up near the 30 and stays in bounds. He's going to get about seven yards on the play. Best run we've seen in a couple drives for this Hallsville offense as Caballero makes the tackle, but it's a seven-yard gain and keeps the clock moving. And, the, and Centralia's not burning time out here. 
at least not yet they're not as we move into the two minute and 19 second mark. Ninth, ninth drive of the game. Hallsville has not scored a point in this second half, but it doesn't matter because they've held Centralia to just eight and lead 22 to eight with 2.06 and counting to go in the game. Now going back to shotgun formation as it looks like the rain, it's still coming down, but maybe not as hard, a little bit more uh, ability to hold the ball. This one now they give to Fowler. He's trying to bounce outside up across the 30. He's going to be tackled down at about the 33. He needed to get to about the 33-34 for the first time. He's going to be just short. It'll bring up third and one, and now Centralia is going to use a timeout with 147 to go in the game. I mean, it's pretty much icing on the cake here. I mean, unless something crazy happens, I would expect Hallsville to pick up the victory here and move on in the playoffs. But how about this Hallsville team? I mean, they finished up the season with two regular season losses, and they picked up a playoff win against Palmyra uh, last weekend at home. It really dominated that game, and now they came in here and beat a team they lost to earlier in the regular season. Well, they have another chance to beat a team, not that they lost to this season, but the team that put an end to their undefeated season last year, Bowling Green. Uh, it looks like that would be the matchup on the docket next week. But a big third down to pick up right here. Centralia down to just two timeouts though. now. A first down here needing just two yards to go would really put this ball away. They are going to come out and measure. I would say it's four down territory. It's just short. So really, they need a half a yard right here. I know they struggled under center, but would you maybe even have just Fowler go up under center and just take the yes. snap and try and get it? I put him under center, put an offensive lineman right behind and tell him, push him. So That's far, what I would do. Back to the defense for Halsell. They've held Centralia outside of the one touchdown. Punt, punt, turnover on downs, end of half. Turnover on downs, punt, turnover on downs, turnover on downs. What a performance by this Indian defense. And now Halsell from their own 23-yard line where this drive started, they've gotten up to just near the 34-yard line and they are right near the first. I mean, they're not at the 34. They're up near the 33. I mean, they need a, a half a yard here. This is, I don't know if I'm as ballsy as you going for it on fourth down I right would. here, but. I mean, you got a two-score lead with around, you would have a buck 40-something left. Why not? I mean, you got a two-score lead. It would be a, a real tough call. Looks like Halsell is going to go up under center, and it looks like Harrison Fowler is going to take that snap. He's waiting to take the snap, needing just about one yard to pick up this first down. They're going to do a snap count here, maybe try and get them to jump. Now the snap is taken. Fowler gets the give, and I think he got that first down. He did move the change, and Hallsville, with Harrison Fowler playing Wildcat quarterback on the play, moves the change, and we can hear everyone on that far sideline getting into it now. And that would basically be the game for Hallsville. Again, picking up a win against an opponent they lost to earlier this year, and Central is going to burn the timeout here. So, tell you what, I feel like that, I mean, I've, I've predicted some stuff this season. I think calling the Fowler under center there yeah. to run the football. I feel feel pretty smart right there that I called that out and that they ended up It would up have been cool it. if they put an offensive lineman right behind him, too. Well, he didn't need it. He needed yeah. he needed one yard, and they, he got a yard and a half. It was but, great. Uh, he's, he's a tough runner. It's old school. Line up, and our men are going to beat your men, essentially. So 138 to go in the second half, 138 to go in the game, and Centralia trails this one 8-22. to Hallsville with now a first down and 10, and Centralia having just one timeout can really take this clock nearly all the way down, and once that thing hits triple zeros, Hallsville be moving on to the next round to face Bowling Green, a rematch from last year. That's got to be oh so sweet for this Hallsville team if they could come out and put on a good showing, but a team that scored 67 yeah. points away. It's going to be a tough task. Absolutely. So back out of the timeouts now. Centralia is down to just one timeout on their season. And now with the music playing, the away crowd is getting much more hype into it than the home crowd is right here for Centralia. 
First down at 10. And I think unless, no, nope, yeah, it's Harrison Fowler essentially running the Wildcat. They're going to run him to the end of this game. He's in the shotgun. He takes the snap. He's up across the 35. He's going to push the pile up across the 40. And on a nice run there, he's going to get about six yards. And now the final timeout is used by Centralia. So a minute 28 to go in the game. And Centralia just used their final timeout. It's going to be second and four for Hallsville. One first down, and this game is completely over. I mean, yeah, I'm, I like put it right on the nose there. I mean, if they don't pick up first down, you're looking around 20-ish, 30-ish seconds, you're getting the ball back from Centralia. But like you said, Oswald's just really coming here in Centralia, right down the road, and has just dominated them up front and snuffed out their run game and made them one-dimensional. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, Wilkerson, a guy who's averaging 158 per game with 18 touchdowns, didn't have, didn't have a lot of rushing yards and certainly didn't have a touchdown. They they took him out of this game plan. They did, and... It's a Hallsville was going to win this football game. That's what you had to do. I mean, he's averaging 158 a game this year, and they just take him out of the game. So now back out of the huddle, Harrison Fowler once again in the shotgun running Wildcat quarterback trying to put this one away. He's got the snap up across the 40. He's plowing ahead. He's right near the first down marker. And depending on the spot, this may be the first game that puts this one to bed for good. Got to see where they put this one down. If it's not a first, it's third down in an inch. And wait for the refs to see whether they will move this change, waiting on a signal, it's a first down, and that's the old ball game. Holzel's going to win this playoff game and move on to the next round. That's, that's all she's going to write home, Ben. Holzel moves on, they're going to face Bowling Green, that's going to be a tough task because they dropped 67 tonight. So Holzel gets some revenge from that week two loss where Centralia took that one 26-20, and now rightfully so, Brady Matheny, who played an excellent game, is going to get to come back and take the final couple knee downs. 45 seconds and counting. Here's the first one. Matheny drops down to a knee. They're going to have to take. It depends on when they start the play clock. Nope, that is it. There's 35 seconds in the game, and there's more than that left on the play clock, and Halsell's going to win this one. Final score, 22-28. They move to 2-0 in the playoffs, and they're headed to Bowling Green. Not at Bowling Green, Ohio. No, not Bowling Green, Ohio, that's for <laughs> sure. They will move on to this district championship game. The players know it. The fans know it. They are getting into it. And Hallsville comes into Centralia and takes this one in their house. Centralia will drop this one 22-8. And Hallsville, after back-to-back -back losses to close the regular season, has won back-to-back -back games in the playoffs. And what a performance on both sides of the football for the Indians. The offense came to play in his third start. Brady Matheny threw through through two touchdowns and the defense holds Centralia to just eight points when they had been averaging 27 a game what a performance for this road team I mean what a performance I mean they ended the regular season with two straight losses now two straight wins here it, me Ben I feel like we both had a feeling this Hall's team Hallsville team was a lot better than their record really did indicate so Hallsville is going to get the happy bus trip back to Hallsville just about 15 minutes from here and I'm sure there will be a whole lot of celebrating as Coach Conyers gets his 33rd win as a Hallsville head coach and 86 overall as both teams high-five each other at midfield. And it's Hallsville who takes this one on the road. Overall, I mean, it, Hallsville had control of this game from essentially start to finish. It all started with that 10-minute drive in the first quarter where they capped it off with a 14-yard touchdown yep. pass. And ever since, I mean, you felt like Hallsville was always in control of this one. And, I mean, it looked like Hallsville was the team that wanted it more. I mean, it looked like they were well coached throughout the week. And in Centralia, nothing to hang your hat on, heads on. Uh, nothing to hang your head on. I mean, you had a great season. You finished seven and three. That's nothing to hang your head on.
So Brandon Matheny, the sophomore, making his third start at quarterback, has two passing touchdowns, leads the team to 22 points. Harrison Fowler, the other one, a rushing touchdown, his 19th of the season. Now about spreading the ball around. Aiden Lampkins with six catches and a touchdown. Isaac Stinson with five catches. Landon Sears with four catches and a touchdown. Offense was good all around. And how about that? They are really celebrating. Conyers is getting the players side. hyped up. And I'll tell you what, one of the biggest players I saw sprinting over there first was Cole Nichols. He didn't even play tonight, and he's just as hyped up as everyone. Good to see. And now Matheny, the starting quarterback, will go join that huddle. What a win for this Hallsville team. It's got to feel good over there, especially after losing in this same round last year. It came at home to Bowling Green, but they take the victory this year, and now we'll move on. And I'm sure that they remember how that loss felt last year. So many returners from that game last year. Eight returning offensive starters for Hallsville that felt that defeat against Bowling Green. And now they'll get the chance to go back at it as the lower seed this time. And there goes the huddle. It breaks down. We've got a whole lot to talk about how this game went. And surely talk to Coach Kiners after this impre impressive victory. Anything else to say before we send this to the postgame, Cam? I mean, Hallsville came in here. They were the better football team today. They dominated every facet of the game. Uh, they dominated the trenches, and they wanted it more. Well, for, for campaign, I'm Ben Schmidt. Don't go anywhere. We've got more to talk about. Hallsville's moving on. They take this thing 22-8. We'll be back for postgame on the Show Me Sports Network in just a couple minutes. You've been listening to Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play -play coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments away from the exclusive post-game show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. 
Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal. We're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions whether it's balls and strikes fouls or flags your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics if you've ever tried your hand at officiating you know how hard these men and women work and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events after all respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we could teach our students this message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the missouri state high school activities association the following public service announcement is brought to you by the eddie goodell society jefferson city chapter 10 doing little things to make a big difference Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! This is the Hallsville Indians post-game show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the Indians. Exclusive post-game coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Your Hallsville Indians are moving on as they come into Centralia and take this one 22-8 in a dominating fashion where the offense looked great, the defense looked great, and they avenge an early season loss and are the ones still standing after this Friday night matchup. Thanks so much for spending it with us. You're on the Show Me Sports Network. I'm Ben Schmidt, campaign alongside me. And tell you what, we weren't sure who was going to play quarterback heading into this game. The one they chose, Brady Matheny, had a pretty doggone good outing out there. Then uh, that's an understatement. I mean, the first half, he was on fire. Two touchdowns at about, what, two incompletions, three if you count a spike, but that's stupid to count a spike because it stops the clock anyway. Um, again, the second touchdown pass was throwing a nice little slant route to Seavers. Overall, great first half by Matheny, and that's what really gave him the momentum. Absolutely, and I'm 
especially in the fourth quarter when it got really rainy. Don't know how much you want to take away from that because they were they were struggling with with snapping the football and shotgun formation and all that stuff. So I mean, really, I, you, you see that they didn't score in the second half, but. Um, I, I don't think you take away a ton from that regardless. It was just a very good game, nevertheless, for the Indians. And the defense, man, the defense came to play. The really one thing that they really gave up was a touchdown where the, it was a couple broken tackles by Caballero, and that's a play you maybe give up a couple times a season with that many broken tackles. So it, the defense was, was stout. I think the hit by Ballard right away on the first drive set the tone. And it was, it was impressive to watch. We've seen inconsistencies out of this team on both sides of the football. Yeah. There's been a couple games where they haven't scored a lot, and then there's been a couple games where it looked like the other team could score on that defense every single play. But tonight, they were at their best in really both aspects, and it, it, was, it was really fun to see. And they're going to need that exact same effort against a real good Bowling Green team next week. Yep, uh, we'll talk about a little bit more about that um, after, but, uh, and you'll talk to Coach Connors about that midway through the week too. But one thing to note is that, I have to say, that came out, like like you said, the defense came off the plate, and I feel like they just challenged Centralia up front, and Centralia, for whatever reason, was not prepared for that. And, yeah, I mean, with, with Harrison Fowler, when you talk about up front, we didn't really call him breaking away like a 20, 30-yard rush they in all this game, but it was punched him in the it mouth. Was like five yards every play, and you'll take that. I mean, they, they yeah. were winning more and more often than not that they were at the line of scrimmage. And on the other side, winning at the line of scrimmage, I mean, how many times do we call a, a Kaiden Wilkerson big run, a guy that's averaging 160 a game? I don't, I don't think he got even to 100 tonight. Yeah, it just really felt like it felt like Hallsville was a boxer in the ring, and they were just taking jab, 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 yep. and then body blows. And then at the end, that big first down, that was yeah, basically there, the thing there, that put it away. There was there was no knockout punch early in this game like we've seen in some of the other matchups. The knockout punch came on the Harrison Fowler run to salt this thing away. But they didn't need it because, like you said, it was just over and over. We're going to run for four or five yards at a time and eventually put this one away. And that's exactly yeah. what they did. And that's... I, I would guess that they're probably going to have to score a little bit more next week if they want to if they want to do come out with a victory against Bowling Green. But overall, you've got to be real impressed. And, and you don't know, we'll have to talk to him a little bit about the decision pregame, how you yeah. go with, with Matheny, but it's, how, it's hard. It's just Cole Nichols was I so think, great, but how do you take him out of the line? I think you, uh, in the old Steve Spurrier trope, you got two quarterbacks, Miles playing both. Yeah, no, we'll see. We're going to take a quick break here. It looks like we've got Coach Conyers heading our direction. So I think we're going to get the chance to talk to him, and even if we don't, then we'll just be back to wrap things up. But Halsell win it, wins it 22-8, to your final score, and they're moving on to face Bowling Green in the next round. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a break for a minute, too, then be back here on the Show Me Sports Network postgame show. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. 
The score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time, but the actions of players, coaches, and spectators leave lasting impressions. The next time you attend a high school game, think of how history will remember you. Choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. Remember, the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. the Show Me Sports Network post-game show after a Hallsville win 22-8 over Centralia. And joining us now, Coach Conyers after a victory tonight. Coach, you just beat us up into the box before the heavy rain really came down, but how are you feeling? Got to feel great as a head coach right now. I do. I'm ecstatic for our program. I'm ecstatic for our kids. Just the uh, the physicality I thought we played with tonight on both sides of the football and being able to, to mix in the run and the pass before the weather got here, I really thought that was the difference maker there in the first half. And you got to speak about Braden Matheny and the way he played tonight and, and throwing the ball extremely well for us. And obviously our offensive line play was very good again. And then what I loved about the, uh, capping off the game for us was, you know, Harrison Fowler and that big time first down to, to, to seal the deal and, and it couldn't happen for a better kid. So I'll get to Matheny and Fowler a little bit more in just a moment. I wanted to ask real quickly because we're curious, what went into the decision before the game on who you were going with at quarterback? Well, you know, Colton is still a little unsure with his shoulder. We put a put a donut pad over it. We knew he wouldn't be throwing the ball much if he was in, and I just didn't feel like in the read game it was worth really the way Centralia's defense was playing. I mean, they were getting to the ball fast and physical, and I didn't want to take a chance of putting a shot on him. And just the way we were able to spread the ball out a little bit more and throw it, it was really Matheny's type of night. And it didn't take anything away from Colton. I just didn't want him not to be sure out there and the way he played in the first couple drives talking about Braden Matheny we knew right then and there the kid was locked in and ready to play tonight and so I had to let you know keep going with him oh yeah on to Matheny now so unless we miss him we had him at 14 of 16 with two touchdowns in the first half and it seemed like almost every time he was making the correct read at one point in the second quarter I got a text and it was like has he even the ball even touched the ground yet leaving his hand it seemed like he was making the right read and like you mentioned spreading the ball around I mean at the time of the game ending you got Lambkins with six catches Stinson with five and Sievers with another four I think that's been the most like widespread it's been all year all season long I mean he really he he included everybody in the past game tonight you know minus Xavier Stinson there and you know I know X will tell you the same thing that he doesn't mind it because he's really an extension of our offensive line and blocking and, and sure would like to get the ball into his hands just so he can get some touches but you know the ball was being spread around perfectly just how we wanted it they jumped in and gave us a different look where they jumped into a cover two look that we haven't seen from him on film and uh Braden was able to really pick it up and understand now who the read was and he does a tremendous job with that and throwing those curl routes and a couple of those big time posts and let's talk about those two big big catches that Aiden Lampkins had tonight I mean where did that come from I mean that kid flat out got after getting the football tonight. I mean, both times, too. The first one for 41, 41 yards going to our left laid out. The one over here, I thought both. And the throw, it looked like from our view about exactly where it had to be. And then the catch, once again, had to leave his feet to bring it in. I thought Aiden Lampkins, from our point of view, probably had his best game of the season. I would sure you'd probably agree. 100%. And he's gaining confidence. You know, a kid that kind of has been a little bit up and down throughout the course of the season. And, uh, you know, I just told him he's got to believe in himself. You know, it's all about attitude, effort, and body language. And he's got to be a kid, just like when he missed the touchdown, down here, going right right before half, the, the next one that Seavers catches, he I said, listen, shake it off. We're coming back to you. You're having a heck of a ball game tonight, and that's when we come back in the second half and we get this big-time play for him. And that's what it's about, knowing that I trust in you enough that we're coming right back to you, and he made a play whenever his number was called. Coach Kiner's joining us here on the postgame show. I'll let a couple more questions before I let you go and celebrate. One more about your offense. 
Harrison Fowler, his his role in the game, right? It wasn't like we were calling 10 and 15 yards run every play, but it was five yards. It felt like every single run, it was just punch after punch. And I think that eventually wore Centralia down. What did you think about that? 100%. And here's the deal is he earned every yard that he gained tonight. Uh, they were giving us fits. Centralia does a great job of stopping the run. And we knew we were going to have some problems up front trying to make sure we're getting everybody blocked, especially when we're switching from our man schemes to our gap schemes. And so we really found what was working well with some formational stuff. And then how about putting my quarterback and just direct snapping the ball to him? And then uh, the, the fourth and one when he goes under center, I wasn't real sure with the double A gap pressure they were bringing. And he looked at me and then he just went on his own. I mean, honestly, because I was going to call a timeout and I'm glad I didn't because that was one of the biggest plays of the ball game. Well, right yeah, there. because that one, we took a go. I thought for a second maybe we were trying to just go cadence and get him, but he, he got the first down. All right. On your defense real quick, which played phenomenal. You talked about it before you even walked up here, before we got on the mics, how good they played. And I don't know how well you remember, but I thought a play that set the tone right away. First drive, they run a little comeback route, and Garrison Ballard lays the boom and knocks the ball. And I thought that set the tone yeah. right away. Physicality, tone setter for the ball game. You're exactly right. I told him, I mean, our sideline went berserk over there. And, and that's really been the difference, I think, in the past two weeks of watching us play is how engaged everybody is. And it's even the kids that are, you know, I, I explained to them that we don't win ball games without our scout team. Every kid that stands on that sideline, we got 38 of them. That's all we have. And all 38 kids are just as important as the next. And, uh, you know, and the scout team gives us great looks. But those things that we did defensively and how we played physically, minus the one broken tackle that we gave up for the touchdown tonight, um, I couldn't be more proud of how our defense played. All right, last thing for you. Just quickly, initial thoughts. You're moving on now. You're going to face Bowling Green. One, team that knocked you guys out last year, but then two, put up 60-something points tonight. Just initial thoughts on that matchup next week. Oh, it's going to be extremely tough. You're looking at, I mean, just average what they've done all season long. And, you know, I think before tonight's game, and I heard they scored 60-plus again, I think they're averaging right at 70, if not over, per game. And the way they run their offense, and they're big, they're physical, they're going to pound you. So we're going to have to be, um, you know, have one of our best weeks of practice again, and we're going to have to continue to bring the physicality if we're going to have a chance to be in the ballgame next week. All right, Coach, well, I'll let you go. Enjoy this one and get ready for next week. Thanks, as always, for joining us. We'll have at least one more with you next week against Bowling Green. For everyone else, Cam and I have got final word on the Show Me Sports Network post-game show. Halsell wins it 22-8. to Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. All right, back on the Show Me Sports Network post-game show after a 22-8 victory for Hallsville here in Centralia. Thanks so much, Coach Kynerch, as always, for joining us. We're grateful, as usual, for his presence here on the broadcast. And no, no reason to keep you any longer. You just heard everything that happened in this game. Hallsville, a dominant win. And at this rate, uh, they're already shutting off the lights here at the field. So they may, yeah. they may beat us out of here. But we've wrapped just about everything up in this game. Hallsville and Brandon Matheny with the offense, leading the offense, scoring 22 points. Any final words for you here tonight, Cam? Uh, I mean, Hallsville showed out. They showed they wanted to win this football game. They were more physical to the point of football. Um, Offense played well. Brandon Matheny's probably my offensive MVP for this game, and for the first half at least. Um, defense aside, uh, we said his name a lot. Probably Garrison Ballard is the defensive MVP for this game. 
Uh, ben stepped out for a quick, so I'll just keep talking. I mean, Hallsville really came out in this game, set the tone early, got an early touchdown drive. They went up 8 nothing, and defense came out to play. They kept Caden Wilkerson under 100 yards easily for this game. And for a guy that was averaging a buck fifty-eight, it just made Centralia one-dimensional. Absolutely, you cannot cannot have said it better. And hopefully, we see a similar performance. But a very tall task for Hallsville next week. We will have coverage of that going on right at about six thirty. Don't want to miss that game for those who aren't making the trip to Bowling Green. Stay here with us on the Show Me Sports Network. Another exciting game, hopefully, to come for this Indian squad who gets their sixth total win of the season. But that's going to just about do it for us here tonight. Another successful broadcast for Hallsville here on the Show Me Sports Network. Enjoy the rest of your weekend everyone for campaign i'm ben schmidt take care everyone we'll see you next time on the show me sports network you've been listening to the biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-missouri on the exclusive home for hallsville indians football the show me sports network and the indians radio network the show me sports network broadcast crew are the ones that know your indians the best Exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Pond Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network, your exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football. been listening to the biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Indians the best. Exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society. Pond Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. 
Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network, your exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.